Liquid Courage, the podcast where I, Amanda Pereira, sit down with a fellow artist that I admire and ask them the questions I've never had the guts to ask them before. Sounds scary? Well, it is. So I use a little liquid courage in the form of their favorite drink. We cheers, chat, and connect as I attempt to soak up all the wisdom they have to offer. Today, I sit down with Perry Voss and we drink some Sauvignon Blanc by Oyster Bay. From acting to editing to screenwriting, Perry is a multi-award winning artist who wears many hats. You can see her acting on screen in season two of The Boys, as Cookie Winters in Letters to Satan Claus, and in the award-winning Avocado Toast the series, which she co-created alongside Heidi Lynch and is now available to stream on OutTV Go. Perry is currently working on season two of Avocado Toast, as well as developing a new series called Stories from My Gay Grandparents, alongside co-creator Scott Farley, directed by Emma Sutherland. So Perry is an actor, an editor, a filmmaker, and someone I admire immensely. Hi, Perry. Hi, Amanda. Hi. I always get excited <laughs> and say hi to the guests, and then I feel like I have to say it because it's weird. I feel like I have to acknowledge no, it. No, I love it. I'm so, I know I said this, like when we first like logged on, I am so excited to talk to you. Like weird. I don't know you at all. Like, I feel like I should just say this for viewers, listeners. We've never met in person. No, we haven't. No, we We had like one phone call where I reached out to you and was like, hi, um, I also like, I'm trying to create a web series and you did. Can I like pick your brain? And I just, I have to quickly say that that people to this day I'm like no Amanda was the most prepared person I have ever spoken to about like picking my brain for a like web series stuff I was like girl like you just you went in you were prepared with all your questions you knew your stuff you were just like and you were just a delight like I was like oh that was a great conversation I, I felt Mary. like I did no work. No, really though. That's, and so ever since then, I was just like, I really like this person. Like we have a cosmic connection. <laughs> oh my God, stop. I just got so sweaty. That made me feel so good, Mary. Okay. You have like one of the best. I just looked at my recording and the volume that I just hit. My recording hates me. Oh no. Oh, um, no. It's okay. So I edited it. It's just okay. like, you know, it's self-torture. Um, but you have dare I say the best email energy I've ever experienced in oh my, my life oh my you were so <laughs> like okay so I always try and allow my guests to like inspire what choosing what I wear is like very stressful for me most of the time <laughs> so I'm just like let's allow my guest to inspire me and I was thinking about you today I am in a got the most colorful sweater. I don't wear <laughs> eyeshadow. I literally have turquoise eyeshadow all over my eyes. I don't wear eyeliner. I look like a kindergartner, like got into their oh parents' makeup, but I love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you look delightful. Oh, I'm right glad that I've somehow you. inspired that. <laughs> I was like, Perry just makes me feel like sunny and giddy and silly and like oh. fun. Oh my God. You're going to make me cry. I'm me like too. TMSing and I'm just going <laughs> to cry. I'm going to go exuberance to just like tears. We just yeah. don't know what this will be yet. <laughs> and we've had no wine and we're just going to cry wine. off the beginning. Okay. So okay. me neither. Also, <laughs> your hair looks 
fabulous. Is it growing oh. like at the speed of light? I'm this, now that I am saying, I don't know you. It's creepy that I just said that because it's no. only off of Instagram, but you had a haircut like mine a while, while back. Yeah. I, you know what? I had your hair like about that length, like a few years ago, I've been growing yeah. it like avocado when we shot avocado toast, which was like a year and a half ago. Is that even, what is time? Um, it was, <laughs> it was still long, but I, ever since the pandemic, I was like, Oh, like, fuck it. Like I'm just yeah. going to keep growing it. So yes, it is. It's, it's getting a little out of hand, but. Oh, it's beautiful. It's like a mermaid. Oh my God. Thank I you. love it. A little secret about my hair. I really want to get it to below my bubbies and then yeah. I'm going to consider cutting it. But I've always had a goal of like, I just want it to cover my, my breasts. Yes. <laughs> I sort of feel like that's a little girl, like a, you know, when you're a little girl and you, and you dream not all little girls but when you dream about like having boobs I feel like yeah. that's the next dream right after it's like I want to have boobs and I want my <laughs> hair to be so long it covers my nipples yeah Ariel from the little mermaid Ariel oh, yeah. or Ariel she she ruined it for me it's been my goal basically my whole life so. yeah that's so Here true she yeah yeah and then yeah. just to get a bunch of stuff and just like rub it in your <laughs> and then just be like dad you can't ruin any of this shit it's mine and then That's just right. walk this yeah. fork I'm using it as a brush my Deal fucking fork oh yeah when and you could do like a beautiful photo shoot I mean whether it's mermaid inspired or not but I just I mean you already have so many beautiful photos thank you oh and your partner's like the most wonderful photographer oh were you just gonna say that I, was I, mean, like, yeah, I was like it helps to date someone who knows what they're doing behind the camera like so talented behind yeah. the camera I'm all oh my gosh the number of times I'm like scrolling through their Instagram like is this uh, a magazine or like yours I'm like <gasps> I know oh. I know I know I would say like the and it's just casual like the level of it's just like snaps right like you're just not even thinking about it it's not like we're doing photo shoot I mean sometimes we do a photo shoot but like <laughs> it just it's it it, it, it helps the content I'm I'm not gonna lie. I'm not yeah. gonna lie about it. Anyway. But it's like natural. You know, you're just like, you know, yeah. what? this is a beautiful background, beautiful human being. Let's take a photo. Like yeah. when I'm traveling, when I'm traveling, 10 years ago, <laughs> when that used to be a thing that people would do. Yes. One of my closest friends, we've gone on a few trips together and she knows this. So it's okay that I'm saying this. She is the worst photographer. Like she, she only gets, she'll only take one. She'll take one when you're blinking. She doesn't no. do a cute angle. Like there's no, there's no thought in the composition. And then I'll take no. a photo for her and I try and put so much thought. So like, I, I think it's a weird little dream of mine that like, I feel a little ashamed of cause it feels vain to say, but mm -hmm. it's sort of a dream of mine to just have a really close friend or like a partner be an amazing photographer. Yeah. A hundred percent. I don't, I, like I've joked with about that with Jay and they're like, yeah, of course you're an actor. I'm like, okay. 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 First okay. of all, okay. first of all, you're yeah. right. Let's, uh, let's so back it up. You're correct. <laughs> but let's just hold the phone here. I know you feel, I know you feel a little defensive. You're like, I'm not vain. It's not all about me, but like, yeah. I have hair past my nipples. Could you take a photo with me? In the <laughs> my hair? Like, it's just like, good. I get Is that going to be a problem? Thank but you. Could Thank you, you do so this? Thank you so <laughs> much. Could we do like, a couple looks? I... <laughs> How do we feel? <laughs> <laughs> oh, one day. It's exactly that. One day I'll trade in my friend for a photographer. No, a, I'll a, keep a better, it. a better photographer, a better yeah. photographer, maybe yeah. not as good of a friend, but a better photographer. You know what? It's, it's all I it's need priorities. <laughs> why people, this is why people hate actors is what I'm saying. I'm giving us bad, bad rap. Um, okay. So okay. I'm so excited to try this drink. I have Yay. not had anything by this company before, and I have okay. not tried this wine. And also Perry, I can't yes. tell you the last time that I had white wine. Oh my God. Amazing. Okay, great. I, I love, I love a white wine. And I, you know what? Sometimes 
I love red too, but um, red just sometimes goes to my head a bit fast or like mm-hmm. makes me feel nauseous or whatever. So white wine is just, she's my go-to. So yeah. I love, she was giving me, um, <laughs> white wine was giving me <laughs> severe acid reflux for a couple of years oh, where like I yeah. had to go to the hospital a couple of times. No. So I stopped drinking it, but I was like, it's funny. I got your email okay. and I'm like, you know what? Like, let's just try Amanda, <laughs> so, I do not want to send you to the hospital. I shouldn't have said that. You could that. have been like, oh, like any other drink would be my second choice. No, you know what? Like true to the podcast, Okay. your favorite. And we got the exact brand. Oh. I'm very excited. My body is okay. I'm a much stronger person. I've been going okay. through therapy. Maybe some of it was like psychosomatic. Maybe I'm just real stressed out for you now. Like, <laughs> I feel like I shouldn't have said it's like the first time we're meeting and I'm like, so this might give me acid reflux. Let's enjoy a conversation. I may need an ambulance halfway through the podcast. <laughs> yeah. I will email you my address just in yeah. case you need to call. No, it's going to be great. I chilled okay. it. I drank okay. a lot of water today. Amazing. Yeah. Get that, that aqualine system going. Yeah. Oh, yes. Amazing. That I'm, I'm <laughs> yes, I will get that aqualine system going. <laughs> it's gone. I hope I drink all of this and like, I'm fine. I do too. I hope you drink all of it. I like <laughs> too. And I hope I'm great because like, do we want Oyster Bay to be a sponsor for the episode? Absolutely. A thousand percent. Will they be if I get acid reflux? Possibly not. Probably not. not. It's not them. It's me. Oyster Bay. It's not you. It's me. So we're drinking the um, Sauvignon Blanc of Oyster Bay Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, from mm -hmm. New Zealand. I'm Mm -hmm. so excited for this. Actually, it says it has fruit flavors and I'm going to do a little ASMR open. Oh my God. Here we go. Oh, I fucking punched the mic. I didn't even get the crack. I punched the ceremonial cap twist. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it would have been a little fun if I didn't hit it. <laughs> All right. Well, here's the pouring. Oh, can you hear that? Was real, real nice. I can. It was you really can. Nice. Okay, cool. Yeah, it was sure. It was a nice glug. Yeah, it, was it a is glug. a nice little glug. Okay, yeah. great. <laughs> I never know whether that's like a fun part of this in like exchange or whether it's literally me not like it seems like I'm just not prepared. I like I like it. I liked it because I've listened to a couple episodes and actually today I was listening to the one with you and Trisha Black and I I oh. liked the Guinness crack. I was like, oh yeah, it's a, it's, no, it's a nice touch. It's a nice it w- touch. That was a terrifying uh, crack. I don't know why <laughs> I was real stressed and I didn't know there was a ball in there. It was a oh. hole. Oh, yeah. And I've drank a lot of Guinness, so I don't know what the hell I was doing. <laughs> Maybe I had acid reflux then too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, okay. So I am curious okay. why this drink and like, mm-hmm. how were you first introduced to this specific wine? Like, why is this your go-to? I wish I had a better story for you. Cause I, I, I really, I really don't. I actually, <laughs> I love Kim Crawford Sauvignon Blanc mm-hmm. as well, mm-hmm. which is a very similar. And they're like basically the exact same price point. And I, I was drinking a lot of Kim Crawford last summer, like that, like just too much Kim Crawford all the time <laughs> Too much. to this day. I picture a woman, but I've since found out that Kim is actually a man. So go Kim, but like, Frankly, and this is just the most boring story ever. I was like, oh, this looks similar. I'll try it. And then. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but you know what? Is that a story of you trusting your gut and it fucking paying off or what? I did have therapy today, so I might read into that. I love that. It doesn't need to be like, oh, my grandmother drank this and then my mother (laughs) did. And now I. 
No, you know? my grandmother drank scotch soda. She was, she was a real mm. trooper, you know, but uh, yeah, I just, I, that's what I've been also full disclosure. So I'm in the mountains right now. I'm in mm. um, Panorama in BC and there's a little like general store that's here. And that's the only like drinkable white that they sell. <laughs> <So> <laughs> that was awesome. I'm like, great. I got my oysters. Let's go. Yeah. Like it's not going to be Kim. Kim's not in Panorama. No. It's not happening. <laughs> Kim didn't come here. Panorama thought Kim was a woman, no. got pissed, and did not order again. So yeah. <laughs> poor drinking Oyster Bay. That well, woman I love can't it. make wine. No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, cheers. Cheers. Absolutely. I, Oyster makes me feel a little bit like a vacation too, since we can't go anywhere. So yeah, it's kind of nice. Exactly. Cheers, Perry. Oyster so Bay. That's the worst New Zealand Oyster accent. Bay. I'm like, Oyster, Oyster Bay. Bay. I'm so sorry to everyone. I'm a better actor, I swear. Oh, oh I kind of missed white wine. Okay, but do, are you dying now? No. I, I am going to be sweaty until the end of this. <laughs> waiting until... I promise. Okay, I promise. Oh. I will take care of myself and I will be, if I need to be like, hey, I feel like I'm having acid reflux. I will totally tell you. I also have really tight okay. pants on. And I sometimes okay. that makes you feel like you're having acid reflux because they're high waisted. But like, I will to okay. I will stop if I need to. Oh, I missed okay. white wine. White wine is okay, so good. good. Oyster Bay. It is. it is. Oyster Bay. There's nothing like it. It's like a nice crisp. It's uh, mineral. It's tropical. Oh. Oh. It's crisp. Oh, rye oh <laughs> it's like all those little things that it says at lcbo on the little the little tag i yep. love if something says crisp and fruity i'm like <laughs> bring me in i'm in for it i love it so let's much let's go let's go i love it okay yeah. well i would love to start today mm -hmm. as if we haven't just started i would okay. love to start as if we haven't been chatting but yeah. I'd love to dive into, like, let's start off with avocado toast. This like okay. beast of a victory that is avocado toast. Okay. She is a beast. Yes. She's, yes. Oh, she's the best beast. Okay. <laughs> Such a fan. I binge watched all of it again yesterday. Oh Cause I just, oh my God. I was like, we're chatting. Bless your heart. Yay. Well, it's fun. Okay. I, it's funny. I, um, said to my A-L-E-X-A, -E I'm spelling it out. Cause if I say it, she's going to talk to me. It's going to get on the recording. But I was like, cal I got her to do the math to calculate how long the season was so I could plan ahead okay. in the evening. And I was like, oh, this is okay. like a movie. This is great. Um like watch the whole <laughs> season and it's like a cute movie. So I loved it. Yeah, totally. Oh yeah. my God. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. It's, it's wonderful. Aww. Everyone go now if you haven't seen it. If you've already seen it, go see it again because <laughs> there's like new things to find everywhere. Okay. So you co-created it alongside um, Heidi Lynch. Yes. Are you able to give like a brief synopsis in your words, I would love of what the show's about. Sure. I mean, the, like, I can give it in my, I'll, I'll use our sort of like technical log line yeah. sort of selling line, but I'll, I'll elaborate. So it's an intergenerational sex comedy about two millennial women and their baby boomer parents. And one woman is dealing with coming out for the first time as bisexual in her early thirties. And the other woman is dealing with her parents getting divorced in her early thirties. So mm -hmm. it's these two sort of like coming of age things that typically happen earlier, but they're happening simultaneously to these women in their early thirties. That's sort of the, that's sort of, the, it. of it. You probably yeah. had to say that so many times. So I was like, you know what? I really want to hear it from her. Do you know what? Every yeah. time someone asks me, I, I, I'm like, oh God, what is the show about? <laughs> so I just, I try and yeah. I try and just use things that I've seen a few times, but cause I mean, it's about so much more than that, but mm -hmm. it is, it is, that was, that's the initial premise that got us writing it. So, mm -hmm. and like both you and Heidi based it on like very 
true, real events in your lives. And I'm, I'm wondering, I know both you and Heidi come from a theater background and you had never written for TV before. And you mentioned, um, in an interview that you did that, like you felt like it was like a steep learning curve to kind of learning how to, how to write for TV. So what was like one or two of the most like helpful tools to, for you in learning how to write specifically for TV? It's interesting because I like I still don't know how to write for TV. <laughs> That's the best answer. I don't think anybody does. <laughs> Please don't tell my funders. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel we learned we've learned a lot, and I, I still want to learn more about like the actual technical parameters to creating story around TV. But like I think Heidi and I both write from our gut, so mm. we we write in a way that we we think is going to be the way like the way we want to tell the story. And then after the fact, we go back and amend it so that it actually works into an arc. Mm. And that's kind of how I've always written. I'm some, some people I've talked to, like they, they're very like careful with every word they put on the page, but I just need to get it out. Like I need Mm. to have it on the page before I can go back and start amending it and editing it and all that stuff. So working with some like amazing story editors, working with people whose eyes I trust, who's like humor I trust all that stuff just kind of to help shape it but I I I genuinely believe like just I pass my script to anybody I trust really Mm. like that helps me a lot because people will see like Ty's true storyline that I'm like oh my god I didn't even think that I could bring that back in this moment so I I write just very not stream of conscious but yeah just I let it kind of come out of me naturally and from my my gut but Mm -hmm. uh I know that you know there's schools that teach how to do this so I'm not (laughs) by any means saying that this is the right way of doing it. It's just, it, that's what works for me and my, in my way of my, my feelings out. Cause otherwise I'm overthinking it too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe there are, well, yes, there are, I know. Yes. There are classes that teach TV writing. However, I actually yeah. think a lot of the time they're teaching you to do exactly what you just said. Like, it's like how a lot of acting classes are trying to teach you to just not act, like just to be. Yeah. It's like, I think yeah. with writing a lot of the time, they're trying to get you to just put down a first draft, just put all your ideas <laughs> yeah. down and then you can edit later. And so the fact that that's like your instinct or that you're capable of doing that, that's like the hardest thing that I find is I like proactively edit myself, which is awful. It's like a killer for a writer. You can't, you got to like vomit on the page in like Mm -hmm. the best way and then come back and look at it with an editor or critical eye. But, but it's hard. Like what you're saying, like, I get why that's your instinct to do that. Like I, it's hard to just be like, Oh God, what if I put something on the page and then I hate it. And then I hate Mm -hmm. myself. And then I have to go like run around naked. I don't don't know. (laughs) What is it then? Like, but it's so interesting. Cause what is it like? Oh my God. What if I like put all my ideas on the page and they're stupid. And then what is it like run around naked? Like, I don't know what the thing is, but it, it holds so much that like, and then blank holds so much power because it stops you from doing the thing in the first place like I know I know it's it's weird and honestly like I'm even because we're we just when I I'm putting huge quotes around this locked <laughs> our season two script uh, that's oh. still huge even if it's a even if it's an air quote it's, <laughs> even if it's a huge question mark that is yeah huge. like Heidi today was like I just had some ideas that I want to cut I'm like yeah yeah and we're going to be doing that until we shoot <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. but it's it's locked in terms of like we can start scheduling and locations and stuff but my favorite scenes from that and the first season are scenes mm-hmm. that I just went okay whatever and just wrote it in like 15 minutes or, or however long it took to write that that scene or whatever and then honestly like some of those 
maybe got like some word changes and stuff, but they're pretty true to like how it just came out of my brain. Whereas the ones that I like had to wrestle with and fight with and really like work out the ones that I was doubting through the whole time are like, they're just, they're filler for me. They didn't, they didn't work. And then I had to rewrite it at the end anyway. So Mm. yeah, I don't know. It's like, it's like, we're afraid to see what comes out of our hearts or something. I don't, that sounds very deep, but I just, it's like, sometimes don't even worry. I already said therapy like three times today. Don't even worry. Yeah. You know what? Therapy's great. Therapy's great. (laughs) I feel like, no, but I, I was actually thinking about this the other day of like, how much energy yeah. and time do I actually spend trying to avoid just like facing a truth about myself? Oh my God. And the thing is like, it's not going to change that truth. If I feel blank or like I am blank, I'm like, all right, let's avoid it. Let's hide it. Oh, should we distract myself? But I don't know. What's the fear? Like if you learn oh. a truth about yourself that then I guess you don't like, or you're worried that others don't like, what's the fear? what do you think that is? Like, why are we spending so much time doing that? That's such a great question, Amanda. And like, I, man, I'm going to go a little bit deep here and a little off subject, Mm -hmm. but, um, it's, I was, I also am in therapy twice a month. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I love your little like uh, hair swipe twice a month, you know, no big deal. I'm in therapy too. Here we go. Let's go deep on a tangent. That is a podcast. Here we go. Why not? Why not? (laughs) Um, but no, it's interesting to like, think about how, we do, we, we do want to hide our, ourselves from ourselves, but it's mm-hmm. not actually getting you like, so, oh my gosh, I'm getting hot in the face. Cause this oh. is vulnerable. Oh. Um, but like within the last year or year and a half, I realized that I'm queer and I'm like, why didn't I realize this when I was 11? And then I'm mm-hmm. like, of course I realized it when I was 11, but I like eclipsed it in my, my mind to not even go there because it's like it, it was teased and taunted and all the all the things that like create a world of unacceptance right so I think that there's something about having that truth revealed that is like almost too scary to like actually look at mm. and I think that that happens on a multi like a multitude of scales especially when it's vulnerable like creating or where your heart is, or like how you function as a person. There's just so much fear and doubt about how it's going to be received. Mm -hmm. And I just think that, you know, as a writer, as an artist, like you are doing that constantly, not just, you know, one time in your life or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I just, yeah, I, I feel like that fear of rejection or even having to then look at yourself in a real way is, is terrifying. It's, Mm -hmm. it's terrifying. And I think it takes a lot of conviction, which some days I have, and some days I don't. <laughs> you know? Some days I need like, and I need Oyster Bay to help me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, yeah. actually some days I feel so like, this is me, take it or leave it. I got my own back and I'm my own army. And then other days I'm like, I'm nothing. Oh my God. Anybody, yeah. does anyone want to give me a sticker, a gold star? Like, <laughs> yeah. It's like you're, yeah, absolutely. Oh well, my God. And like you said, like when you're then a creator, yeah. it's very hard to write anything and think, oh, people will remove me from this piece of writing. But then if you're using your writing to also process things that maybe you're not ready to be telling people in your life, because they're not fully fledged ideas yet, even to yourself, it can be really scary and confusing to even create in general, because you're like, well, if I write a story about being queer, Mm -hmm. 
Are other people going to assume I'm queer? Maybe I'm not ready to tell people I'm queer, but I want to write about it to figure it out. And it's just this like- It's a vicious cycle. cycle. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so bizarre. And it's, it's yeah, the, the fear, and it's it's with anything that's close to your heart. It's that fear of judgment of other people. Like I, yes, like we finally just get out of our own ways and do it, but I'm always mm-hmm. just in awe of people who just don't seem to, like they don't seem to give any fucks about it. And I, I guess, okay, yes, I've done that too. Like I've, I've created something where I gave no fucks and I was like, this is my story and I'm making it. Mm-hmm. But I still- Still, like, yeah, I still have a really hard time getting out of my own way and telling that and just like needing people to be on board. It's, 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 it's a, it's a constant cycle that you have to, <laughs> what are we doing? Why are we even creating? <laughs> oh my God. Do I not say that every day? I'll say to my partner, like, why the fuck don't I love something else? Like, I'm so annoyed that I love this stupid thing. Like, why yeah. do I want to be? Yeah. Why do I want to perform? Why do I want to create? Like, why can't I just be passionate about something else? Literally anything else. I was talking to my partner about that because they they do a lot of sports and they're like, Mm. because there's a quantifiable thing that you are the best. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, that would be easier. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, even with awards and shit that we win in the arts, it's like, yeah, but okay. I watched the Oscars and I agreed with, you know, 80% of the study. I didn't agree mm-hmm. with all of it. So it's mm-hmm. still a subjective thing. Yeah, anyway. I know. No, anyway. absolutely. And for a long, long time, I would think in my, still sometimes I'll think in my head, like, you know, when you watch like the American Idol um, auditions and yeah. there's, there's like the person who goes in that they let through clearly to be the joke, which I do not agree with American Idol. No. And like, no. they'll have their audition and the, the judges are like, you need to stop pursuing this. Like you've spent your whole life, how much money, like you need to just stop and choose something else. And then they exit. They obviously don't get through. They have their little talking heads interview and the, mm-hmm. the contestant or the not contestant, the rejected contestant is like, <laughs> you know what? Like someone will believe in me. It's all about, it's all about timing. Like you just have to persevere because that's the shit we're fed. Like keep persevering and soon enough, like you'll achieve your dreams, all these things. Yeah. And I'm like, no, but am I that idiot who can't sing? Like, is that who I am? I'm wasting my time. No, like words out of my brain. That is, I've literally (laughs) had the talk with myself in the mirror and I'm like, am I delusional? Am I delusional? Am oh I trying to God. convince people that I have a mermaid tail and I don't have a mermaid tail? Yes. Like, why am tail? I growing my hair? Like, <laughs> why, what is behind this right now? <laughs> you know, it is, it's so hard. And I really think the problem is to commit to being an artist, like to give yourself like the chance that you deserve as an artist. I think you almost have to be delusional. I know, I know, in a I, know way, I know, I know, I know. But it's like, it's very hard. I think it's very hard to figure out how to be an artist in a, in a healthy way, like in a way that is fair to you and yeah. doesn't like forgo everything, any, anything else that you want in life, because it can really ask you to just sacrifice like everything. And yeah, yeah it, it's, it's very confusing. I constantly ask my, or I or now I'll ask myself like, okay, can you do anything else and be okay with it? And I'm yes. always like, okay, I could do this. Nope. Nope. I'd be sad. Or like, could I do this? Yeah. My heart would be broken. Okay, great. We're still stuck in this fucking shed here. Okay, great. We'll keep acting. (laughs) Fabulous. Like, (laughs) and it it is, it it is a cycle. It's exactly like I go through the same thing. And then, you know, like the other, I've been having a bit of just a a weird, it's, it's funny because stuff is moving forward and I'm like, things are happening, but I just, I, maybe it's my hormones, but I'm just like, I'm in a weird kind of like low moment where I'm Mm -hmm. like, what is happening? But (laughs) I still had a dream the other night where I was like, oh, that's a great concept for a show. And then I'm like writing down. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> like, uh, oh, I, so... I can't quit you. I know. So, 
I know. I was blow drying my hair today. Like showered, blow drying my hair. (laughs) And I thought of a concept for a show. I'm like, oh my God, should I like write up a little treatment for that? Or maybe just like a tiny, like I don't need to write the whole pilot. And then I'm thinking, what the heck? 10 hours ago, I probably wanted to quit. And now I'm like, Ooh, but could this be a show? But I do think the one thing I always think of is like, it's a specific web series that I filmed created with, Oh, the one that I was um, chatting with you about to get some ideas when we were on set filming like a certain episode or any of the times, I think I have never been as happy as when I was on set creating that. And I'm like, okay, that's my compass. That's the answer. Because even, even sometimes as a, as an actor specifically, I find that it's sometimes tricky because it's like, if I wanted to be my partner's a physiotherapist. So I'm going to pull that. Oh, if I want to be a physiotherapist, it is yeah. great because do I take care of my body? No. Do they no. fix it? Yes. Often in it legally. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I like, if I want to be a physiotherapist, yeah, I could go to school. I could get a job and yeah. I could see how it is to be a physiotherapist and then realize, no, 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 we hate this. Exactly. Exactly. With acting, how much time do I actually get to spend on set acting? So little, or you might pursue it for years and not actually get to regularly do it until you've put in like 10 years and you're like, Oh, I actually hate this lifestyle. I don't want to do it. What the fuck is that? It's so, I know it's so true. It's so true. And I, I think like, I remember, cause I went to theater school. I didn't go mm-hmm. to film school. I went to theater school and, um, you know, they were like, just get on set, be, be an extra go. go I should say BG, but at the time they were saying extra. And mm-hmm. like, I was like, yeah, yeah, I should, I should do, you're right. I should just go get on set. So I went and did that. And it's, it's such a completely different job Mm. to be BG than it is to be an actor Mm -hmm. in any type of actor role. It's just, it's, it's like comparing crew to actor. It's, they're just Mm -hmm. different. So yes, I was on set and I was seeing how it worked and I saw the star and everything. And I was like, oh, but I want that. Like, I, I know that I want that. But like, it was, it still wasn't exactly the same experience. Like mm-hmm. it, it, it gave me an idea of like, oh, but I want to go be over there. Yeah. But it didn't, it, you're right. Like, sorry, I'm just going down a rabbit hole in my, my own brain. Because I love like, rabbit I guess holes. you could shadow, but you can't shadow an actor. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I would love, listen, if I, okay, not if, when, therapy today, when, when I, because the dream is just to like show run a show that I'm in where I just get to hire all of my like very talented, deserving friends who like, I'm like, come like, let's just make yeah. a living where we get to hang out every day and do what we love. Yeah. And when that is the case, yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Come shadow actors. Like I would <laughs> love to create some sort of opportunities for people who think they want to be actors or who, or who have like started out, come see what it's actually like. And then you can decide if you want to commit the next like decade to doing it. Oh my God. I know. Well, I know so many people that right out of theater school mm-hmm. stopped acting. And I was mm-hmm. like, Man, that's a lot of time and commitment because yeah. it was a conservatory program. So it's not like they got a degree at a university. Like it was mm. a track for acting. And I, I mean, there's like four of us out of 13 that graduated that are still doing it. And wow. I'm just like, not that it was, I think it's great education as a human being and like learning empathy skills and how to like communicate and all that stuff, but they quit right after theater school. And so, mm. um, you know, then having to kind of go back to school or re you know, yeah, I just, it's, it's, it is, it is interesting because it has a bit of like a fantasy around how great acting is and mm-hmm. um, it can be really great. And it also can be like, you know, waiting around for five hours in a trailer by yourself <laughs> yeah. and yeah. You know, or not working at all, which yeah. a lot of us go through. So it, it's, yeah, it, I think that there needs to be a little bit more helper on that. 
Yeah. <laughs> like a little start, bit of let's transparency. <laughs> Seriously. Exactly. Oh yeah. Exactly. Like anytime, like when, um, I don't do as much anymore, but I was working for like years in casting. And so anytime someone oh, asked wow. me a question yeah. and I was like, yes, like, obviously there's certain things I can't say that's fine. I wasn't like breaking any confidentiality, but anytime anyone had any questions about how the process works, anything, I was like, oh, please come here. I'll tell you everything I know, because there's no, there is no transparency for actors. There really isn't. You kind of just no. have to learn from asking other actors who sometimes don't know themselves and are like totally just trying to help you out. Or you're asking, it's, it's really hard to get accurate information, I think. So even if there was just more transparency throughout, yeah. I think it yeah. would, I think it would just help everybody, you know? So, I know, I know. I mean, the crazy, the crazy thing is too, like from casting Avocado Toast, I was so excited mm. to be behind the table because I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to get such insight and like really understand like, and okay, to be fair, yes, there were like a couple tapes that I was like, oh man, like you did, you just didn't try on that one. Like I, mm. I can see, you know, you were busy or whatever. Like you just, you didn't bring it, mm -hmm. but 99%, like, I was like, amazing, 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 which is like great news and bad news. Yeah. But like all of the tapes for like certain bigger roles. I was like, I would cast any one of those Anybody. people. It's just a stupid puzzle. It's like, yeah. you have to make sure that it's all fitting in the way that it's fitting. Yeah. And like, like it emboldens me when I audition, but it also, I'm just like, it's a fucking crap shoot. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So how does it, since, since casting avocado toast, like how has it changed how you audition now as an actor or how you self tape or audition online or things like that? Yeah. I mean, the biggest thing, like, and I'm still working through this process now because actually coming out West, we came out West um, eight, early April just to get out of the city for a bit. And I was like, I just have a feeling that this is going to give me some breath and like, let me sort of reevaluate where I am at now as a mm -hmm. human being and an actor. And because it's different than it was for the past 10 years. I'm in a different age category. I'm in, you know, just a different life perspective. I'm feeling more grounded, like all these things. So I, yeah, it was like, I was like, I think it's going to give me a new perspective. And the biggest thing I think, and this is not an easy thing. So mm. I'm not, I'm not like, this is how you do it. Yeah. But I, I'm just like, how do you be, <laughs> how do you be vulnerable in front of the camera? And how do you show yourself in front of the camera through mm. this character that they're giving? And it's like, it's, it's 101. Like it, it's not like revolutionary or anything, but I, I think back to a lot of the tapes I've done and I'm like, here's an example of a vulnerable person. Yeah. And here's an example of a different vulnerable person. Mm -hmm. Whereas like, if I actually let myself get in trouble here and like, just give that, that's all I can give. If I'm not, if they don't want, you know, a strawberry blonde with freckles, they're not going to cast me at the end of story. Mm -hmm. But like, if I can at least bring that, then I feel better about the tape that I'm sending than like the plucky, like, oh, and then I was sad. Like I, I, I and it's such a small dial to like, cause I can still hit the, the beats in the scene and stuff and still make it look like, you know, whatever it needs to look like. But just for me, it feels better to like mm. give this kind of like awkward, <laughs> uh, goofy person through whatever, character that I'm, I'm giving, I guess, mm -hmm. I guess. Well, yeah. I mean, I know you say like small tweak, but I actually think mm -hmm. it might sound like a simple tweak, but I think it's, I think that can have like such awesome implications, even in everyday life. Like it sounds like the shift is like, instead of trying to anticipate what they want and giving them that yeah, I'm yeah, going yeah, yeah. to show them who I am, because if they, 
cast me. They're getting me. So like I'm yeah. enough. I'm just going to show them who I am. And if you're interested, great. If not, it wasn't right for me. So yeah, I think that is revolutionary. I think that is <laughs> and that's sort of what you, like, I know you said 101, but it's back to like the writing thing again. It's the 101 basics are the things, at least for me, that like, those are the things you're always trying to get better at of like, Hey, just relax and be, that sounds fucking so easy. Do you know, people teach mindfulness? Like people have careers over <laughs> teaching people how to do this. Shit. It's not easy. We <sighs> do everything we can. Like we said, to not show ourselves, to not be vulnerable, to not get hurt, to not reveal who we are. So like, we're mm -hmm. basically fighting our own survival instincts. And then we're told like, why can't you do it better? And you're like, Oh what? my God. Yes. Holy shit. Way to like takes a very kind of stream of conscious thing that I said and make that like, yeah, no, because it, it's <laughs> you were like, oh, so what you're trying to say is in conclusion. No, I was just like, you, yeah, you see maybe like, well, maybe that was like kind of a lame answer. I'm like, no, that was exactly the oh, okay. answer. That <laughs> was the right. perfect answer. Because it feels big for me. And then I said it out loud and I was like, well, obviously like you have to give your heart in the audition. Like, oh, fuck. Yeah. But if I watch tapes, I'm like, how many was I actually, it's exactly what you said. Like, how much am I, hi, I'm a news reporter. And how much am I like, <laughs> this is Amanda's a news reporter. <laughs> totally. It, it's yeah. It's, I, I have a really funny story. So when I, uh, okay. So I did, I, I was in theater for years and years and years, and I did 10 years of theater before I transitioned into film professional theater. And, uh, my aunt came to visit and she's a lovely woman. She lives in rural Alberta. Um, my family out in Alberta are all farmers. Um, so they're like really like salt of the, salt of the earth. <laughs> Sorry. I always say that wrong. I literally made a joke in avocado toast about this. And I yeah, you got nervous saying that. It, I, I always fuck up phrases. And I was like, oh my God, I know this one. No, you got it. You got it. I know well, but I one. made a joke like in my fucking show and I still can't say it right. Salt of the earth. <laughs> Um, anyway, so she's like very salt of the earth. And so she, I was like, oh my gosh, you're going to be in town for this play. I can't wait for you to come see it. And it's a, it was a play about farming. And I was like, you're going to love it. And afterwards she looked at me and she's like, yeah, it was real good. I mean, you just played yourself. So it wasn't, you know, revolutionary. And I was like, you know how fucking hard it is to be up there and just be, be yourself. Just be? What do you think Jennifer Lawrence won a fucking Oscar for aunt? Wonderful, glorious aunt. You know, but for her, I was like, she was like, that's not, that's not acting. That's just Perry. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, but it takes so much to, anyway, it, yes. I, I was not winning any you know, <laughs> theater awards for that part, but it's just funny. Like the, the, it seems so easy is what mm -hmm. like people just are like, yeah. So you just do that thing. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah, knowing, knowing thyself is, is not an easy, is an easy thing to do. And no huge requirement as an artist, I think, to be successful. Absolutely. And I, I mean, I think that people who do things well, make really hard things look easy. So if it looked yeah. easy and simple, it's like, okay, well, pat on the back, Perry, <laughs> That's because <laughs> I fucking rock at this, but yeah. no, it's true for a while. Like a few years ago, I was like really struggling personally. Like I was trying to figure out, I'm like, oh, I'm, I feel like I'm not being a great partner. I feel like I'm not being a great friend. Like I just was feeling lots of ambiguous turmoil in my wow. heart. And yeah, wow. I was like, and I couldn't, I couldn't articulate it. Like even now I just couldn't quite pinpoint what was going on. And I was so frustrated professionally because I knew that I would not be able to like 
reach my potential sounds so wanky, but like the equivalent of that, like, like, I'm like, there's no point in pursuing acting if I'm not going to figure myself out personally. And sometimes I totally resent that being an actor kind of, or being a creator and a creative person. Like I feel like sort of requires me to also work on myself as a person. Cause some days you don't want to fucking work on yourself as a person. Yeah. You know, I don't want to learn thyself today. I want to watch real housewives (laughs) and not contribute to society. And it just doesn't help you as an actor, you know, and it's, yeah, some days you don't want to be vulnerable. And I, I am curious, like for you specifically with avocado toast, because it was such like you were telling stories of such like personal struggle and working those out through writing. What was it like processing those like real life struggles in such a public way? Oh man, Amanda, that is such a great question. And I like, it was (laughs) so nice, Barry. just so lovely. Okay. Sorry. No, I'm waiting to answer. I'm just like, oh my God. So lovely of you. <laughs> oh my God. We're ridiculous. Like, the listeners are just like, get over it. You guys just get to they the story. Vomited. You uh, know what? <laughs> listeners and viewers, every time you want to vomit, take a drink. <laughs> take a drink. That'll be our, <laughs> our drinking game for this episode. Every time you want to throw up from us loving each other, drink, take a step. Cause we take don't care. Take a step. Drink. Yeah. It's so when I, when I wrote the L track, my character's track, um, mm-hmm. I was writing it from, from not being able to process what had happened. Cause my parents got divorced when I, I was 31. And so I wasn't, I, I just, it came like not out of the blue. Cause I knew that there was some stuff happening for them, but also like, it's nothing that I ever thought that I would experience. Cause yeah. when you in your thirties, you're like, okay, cool. And then, you know, that you're together forever. And, you know, hopefully that's it. Yeah. So I wrote it from this place of exactly, I think we were talking about before, like trying to unravel it as it was sort of happening. Mm. And when we finally, cause it took a couple of years to get funding. And when we finally got funding for it, I was obviously in a much different place from that hurt, from that, that perspective and um, revisiting it on set in those scenes however many months years later Mm. it was really interesting to like revisit that like immature pain that I was experiencing because it is it's just your child it's like your inner baby child so fresh and like I was like oh man I've done a lot of work from from where I was when I wrote this to Mm. now and just time, which is always such a bitch, but really the truth is like time is heals. I hate that. Um, I fucking hate that. I hate it. <laughs> I literally complained. I complained to my therapist today verbatim. I was like, how come when you recognize a bad habit, it doesn't just stop? <laughs> Why does it take so long? <laughs> yes, time. I fucking you hate just that. Jump, yes. You know, or like yeah. heartbreak. You're just any type of heartbreak. It mm-hmm. like it, it is just time and it's such a bitch. And so having to go back into those moments, like there were days where for some reason, the way that it had scheduled, there were like a couple of really heavy back-to-back scenes for my character's track. Same with, it happened for Molly as well. And it was, (laughs) triggering doesn't even cover it. It was like, it was like rehashing, hashing wounds that I was like, I thought I dealt with this shit. And now I'm in a room full of people that I'm paying to watch me have a fucking breakdown, (laughs) Um, which, which works like on screen, it works and everything. But like in my personal life, I was just like, well, that 
hurts. Like yeah. it, it wasn't, it wasn't great. Yeah. <laughs> is the short of that. But it, it was having people, even our crew would come forward in different ways and be like, my parents got, just got divorced last year. Oh. My parents. And there were several crew members that, you know, we've had, I had really deep conversations with and I'm like, fuck. So this is a thing like this weird gray divorce thing that happens and you feel so fucking alone much like when you come out later in life you just feel so fucking alone mm. somehow it's it's feeding into other people's sto- life stories and it's helping them which like hashtag representation matters so like, <laughs> absolutely you know? absolutely but there there is that sort of like like if i'm in a scene and i'm being triggered and the scene ends up looking great that doesn't mean that the ends don't always justify the means. Like we shouldn't have to torture actors and trigger them in order to, but look at this raw, beautiful, like we pat them on the back. And I'm always like, was that actor taken care of? And it's not for you that you weren't, you know? But I think it is this weird mind fuck a little bit that in that moment you're rehashing these wounds and you're like, my God, this is awful. And then you're editing it and you're like, it looks fucking (laughs) great, but like this is, and it's helping people. So I guess it's good. Should I keep- like going through this. I also, it's a, it's a weird double thing for me because I actually genuinely as an artist believe that we shouldn't be using art as therapy. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. um, I think that people who teach therapy through art, it's a valid Mm -hmm. career, but I don't think that as an actor, I should be getting up and being like, and then here's my wound. Like, I just really disagree with that, that way of going about it. So it was a weird thing to be like, yeah, this is a, this is, this is really fucking painful and I'm showing it somehow, but yeah, anyway, I don't really have any, I don't know really exactly what I'm saying about that, but I just, it's interesting that that's what I chose as a track. Cause I, I don't believe in like what you're saying, like using it as this weird thing and then hoping you're being taken care of on set. Like, I think mm. it has to be set. I think there is, that has to be separate. Mm-hmm. Maybe in that moment, it seems like anytime you and Heidi or separately ever talk about your relationship. It's nothing but wonderful, supportive things. Yes. Maybe that like inside Perry was like, you know, kind of instinctually I work through things creatively and I know this will be a safe space to explore this. Like maybe, maybe you wouldn't Mm -hmm. have, if you were in a writer's room for some random TV show and been like, well, here's a storyline that I could throw (laughs) out and I could be in, you know? Yeah. It's like, write what you know, write what mm-hmm. matters to you the most. Of course, it's going to be the things that you're working through yourself. Yeah. And then how do you then do that in a safe way that you take care of yourself, that you're like connecting and building that community with other people who are also struggling with that, but you're not like re-traumatizing yourself with it. <laughs> yeah. It's very, it's a very hard way to, and you're, you know, and the same, like, I don't really want, if I get a scene that's about you know, uh, an experience of a specific trauma that I've also had in my life. I don't want to draw on that and, and no. replay it in my mind. I don't think you have to, I, to no. be a, like a wonderful performer. I don't believe in that of like, no, but yeah, you want to bring, you also want to bring yourself and your experiences. So it is that <laughs> weird sort of thing of figuring out how to take care of yourself, like on set when you're yeah. working through these kind of things. I'm wondering, um, because like so much of it, or like, you know, so much of it is intergenerational, like you were saying, and that it like a huge part, which I loved was like seeing your parents as real people. In addition to being your parents, they're not just your parents. Like that's not the totality of their identity. Yeah. I'm curious what it was like having your parents, um, see avocado toast. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Did they, 
also do we uh, pass to the next question no i it's <laughs> no it, it's just it's more just like sort of in the same vein so it was actually the reverse of what happened so my my dad left and mm. it was interesting because sort of how I, I tried to hint at in the series, like we were very close family and mm-hmm. we still are. Like, I love my parents dearly, but I was like, so I wrote this thing and now it's happening. Yeah. And, uh, you know, family friends knew the whole story and still supported and, and, and loved that. And I really, it was important to me to show that, show the pain of that experience, but also mm-hmm. show it in a respectful and like holistic way because mm-hmm much like I've learned in my life and in in the way that I've been able to like forgive and move forward in my real life with my parents um on both on both sides like there isn't one direct path of Mm. like what's right and wrong Mm -hmm. so I really made sure that you know the Patricia character had a bit of a a, um oh gosh what's the word the like I had I said this word earlier which is that's why it's bothering me (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> where uh, there's like a payoff for her at the end like mm. she, she feels like we see her at mm. the end you know we see why she made the decision and we understand and there was pain that was caused but it was it was for her and and that's just as important and I think we often make our decisions based on what feels right for us at mm. the time and we're following our hearts hopefully mm-hmm. um so yeah it was really I was like my mom said she watched it she had to watch it twice, which I was like, oh, because the first time, and I, th- I think she also just gets like very starstruck. By me. <laughs> She's like, oh, you did a thing, you did a thing. And then, so I think sometimes she has to like go back and, and just watch it so she can watch it. But I think it would have been quite overwhelming for her to see a storyline like that, um, yeah. that her daughter's telling. But yeah, it was, it was interesting. And, you know, my dad was, is still very supportive. And, and to this day, like, you know, I have very supportive parents. I think they were able to separate it but it was I definitely had moments and days where I was like I'm so sorry like oh, I didn't say that but yeah it, it, it still it is my story to tell and I'm allowed to mm-hmm. tell it but I just yeah I don't want to I I don't want to do an, an injustice to people disjustice what is that word injustice um injustice 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 there we go yeah injustice the wine the wine the oyster (laughs) the little oyster in there um I will say like one thing that I loved about the whole show was no one was ever villainized which I think is such a um an empathic approach and an approach that I always like really love and whether mm-hmm. that was like an active intention of yours and Heidi's when you were writing it it clearly like your values shine through or your perspective of it because no one was villainized you could understand why everyone did what they were doing no one was like mm. the evil character and I think that's like a really lovely way of presenting these like complex situations because nobody is like the villain unless you're like married to like literally an awful fucking dictator you know what I mean like in our regular lives yeah (laughs) you're married to Trump (laughs) we're telling that story yeah he's the fuck out of a few people he is a villain (laughs) but like in your stories where it's like hey here are these like really relatable struggles that are so common and yet not talked about and no one was villainized. And I like, I really, really appreciated that because I think absolutely it's your story to tell. Mm-hmm. And I also understand like you caring about the people in your life that are included in that story. And oftentimes I'll think of a story where like, oh, I'd really love to tell this story. 
I'd love to write it. And I think, oh, but people will think it's true and it is a little true. And then what are they going to think about my <laughs> fucking ex-boyfriend who's an asshole, but I'm still worried. Like there is that fear of like, is it, is it fair to everybody? And I, I just think the approach that you took of being like so empathic mm. is like a really, really like winning way to go about it for everybody. I think it was Thank really you. wonderful. Yeah. Thank you. And I think that there is like, I think you can tell those stories as long as you are respectful to experiences that you like that you've had and you know I just think yeah approaching it empathically like you said is really really important so mm -hmm. yeah I'm really glad that that came across it was it was definitely you know very important that I show that that yes mm -hmm. I, it, it's a hurtful thing but it also it, it happens and I think you know people find validation in their actions for different reasons mm -hmm. so as long as you're not you know <laughs> creating a countrywide genocide or something I think we can <laughs> Right. Not to go and down that path. So as long as you're staying a little bit closer, like I know like intentions sometimes are who fucking cares, yes, but I think yes. a lot can go for a lot can be said for having good intentions and being thoughtful. Yes. What's the alternative? Like you're making decisions where again, you're avoiding your truths. You're avoiding who you are and what you really want in your life. And I mean, that can go for any kind of decision not everyone's going to agree with all the decisions and you just have to be true to yourself and try and be as like compassionate as you can. And I, yeah, I just really respected and, or do respect how you and Heidi wrote those experiences. They were like really lovely to watch and to, Thank you. and to enjoy. Thank you. I'm wondering like what new perspectives did writing avocado toast give you about your own parents, oh. how, like them as people? That's so interesting. I, um, it was a just talking about how, like when I started writing it, I was in a very hurt place. Mm -hmm. Um, and having to write that other perspective mm -hmm. was both very challenging and also very, oh gosh, here we go. Therapeutic because <laughs> it, I, I was like, oh yeah, that does, that does happen. And I, I like, I still disagree with the action and like the way that that happens. I think that there are much better ways to go about, um, you know, breaking up or, or whatever, but having a perspective of like really looking at why someone would make a decision to have an affair, or why someone mm -hmm. would make a decision to betray another person, I think is just like really, it's interesting, I think as an artist to consider both angles of that, but also, yeah, it was, it was really important to kind of consider that and like how people would maybe see themselves because I'm like you know people have affairs it, it happens people cheat on other people and it sucks but it it happens and I don't believe that every single person that has an affair is a bad person I think that it happens for different reasons for different people I think at the end of the day I mean maybe this is a judgment and a stereotype and I'm going to get canceled for this but like I think <laughs> that like you're maybe not in a happy relationship if you're cheating mm -hmm. with a partner but I I also am like well okay but then what are you looking for if you're if you if you are putting yourself in a position where you're like yeah I just I think that there's lots of different reasons and it was kind of interesting because I always had a hard like do not cheat in yeah. anything ever like and it made me kind of think about it in a different way which was kind of cool yeah absolutely I still don't agree with it but it was a yeah. cool perspective <laughs> but I think <laughs> it's like what a great sort of and maybe forced like exercise in empathy. Like if I ever can't yeah, understand, yeah. if I'm ever like frustrated with my partner and I just can't see their side, maybe yeah. I write a little tiny script from their point of view. You know what I mean? Like, I really think that most of the time people who make decisions that are 
ultimately hurtful for people. It's like, if, if my partner cheats on me, I think the instinct to go to is like, oh, well, what's wrong with me? It was something they didn't like, it was something they weren't getting from me. They weren't getting from this relationship. I think ultimately most of the time it's because they're unhappy with themselves or they're struggling or they're, they're trapping themselves in their own sort of, I can't face my shit. I can't do whatever. And there it's coming from a place of hurt, which doesn't make it okay. I'm not saying that, but it's just like, it can be helpful to take a couple steps in being empathetic. And I'm not telling you to do that with this. I just mean, it's such an interesting thing of like, wow, what a fucking therapeutic experience to have. Yeah. Well, no. And I think that that's exactly, that's exactly it. I think, yeah. I, and I, I think as empathetic people, we try and do that all the time, mm-hmm. but it's, it's not always easy. And um, I think when you're operating from a place of hurt, it's hard to see the person's like the other person's side of things. You don't want to, you're like, you've hurt me. And that's the end of that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think it did allow me to have that, that perspective of it. And like, you know, frankly, I still really miss my family. I miss like Mm -hmm. them all being together. I miss, but yeah, there's also, there's stuff that I'm like, okay, well, it's actually easier in some ways um, on the other side of it. But yeah, empathy is an interesting, (laughs) an interesting beast. It's hard to know sometimes when, um, when I'm being empathetic and when I'm being like a doormat, I don't know. I could argue a serial killer out of being guilty from empathy. Like, well, what was their childhood and what are they struggling with? And how are they, you, you know, you can go to town with empathy way, way too far. So I know that is a line I am really trying to figure out of like, no, no, no. I will have empathy towards you, but I also need to like hold, how do you have empathy and also hold people accountable? And it's like a hard line. It is a hard line. And something that I've learned in the last year is like owning a boundary, which is, I mean, like, that's a really, really hard thing for me, especially as a certified people pleaser. I fucking, I would rather literally stand in front of traffic than, than make someone else uncomfortable. But at the end of the day, I'm like, who's, who actually am I hurting in this, in this position? And I think that, yeah, there is something to be said about saying, okay, this isn't okay for me. I'm sorry. You're not okay with this, but this is not okay for me. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm always in awe of people that can just do that. I'm like, but, uh, how are you not worried that they're going to hate you now? And, uh, uh, but every time I exert a boundary, every time I, I draw a line and like, again, this it's just been in this last year, I'm like, okay, that wasn't as scary as I thought it was going to be. I asked for what I wanted and I feel better. (laughs) And it's like, if it is scary, fuck them, fuck them. (laughs) I awful at boundaries. Yeah. Getting a little bit better B minus and very fucking proud of that B (laughs) minus. And like, I totally agree with you because I think like, it's fucking terrifying. And I'm talking about boundaries as if like the boundaries I'm talking about are like, no, sometimes I will choose what we Uber eats for dinner. Like it's those (laughs) boundaries, like even small ones, but they're so fucking terrifying. But when you assert the boundary and you're like, Oh my God, I'm shaking on it. No, I'm, I'm staying with it. And then that person rises to that. And it's like, okay, the, the relief and the safety that is, and the respect, but boundaries can be terrifying. It's so interesting. Cause when I was watching avocado toast, I was like, Ooh, I love how they're exploring, like setting boundaries and sort of seeing like very much about like, this is what I need from you. But then also that being met with the other person being like, well, I can't fulfill that need. Like I expect this from you as a parent, but then the, you know, and then, but then the parent being like, well, I don't need to meet that expectation. Like meeting people where they are instead Mm -hmm. of 
and what they need. I'm now rambling, but I, no, it's no, so no. Interesting because I saw that so much throughout the show and I was loving yeah. it because I'm awful at boundaries. So I was like, am I reading into this or like, this is the cool thing about creating content. Honestly, <laughs> like I, I love getting told what other people have taken from it. And often I've often, I'm like, I'm like, wow, you got that from that. <laughs> and it's, it's not that it wasn't intended, but I think as a, as a writer, sometimes we hit a point over its head, hoping that someone's going to like, it'll be driven home. And then it gets taken out and you're like, oh, no one's going to get it. And then somehow the right person that needs to see that, that viewing of it sees it. And I'm just like, that, that is so cool. Like it, it'll hit for different people at different, cause there's a lot packed in, especially for a web series. There's a yeah. lot emotionally packed into that show. And um, it's, it's every time I have a conversation with someone about the show, I, I just, someone else, like this is brand new. Like no one's ever said, oh, the boundaries. And I'm like, we literally had a whole thing about codependency <laughs> relationships. Oh, did you? Oh my God. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah. everywhere. Oh my God. Yeah. It's even between like, well, between Elle and Molly, like the yeah. main two characters, but then yeah. also between each of them and their parents and their parents yes. being like, Hey, no, no, I will assert this boundary. And you know, I think this is also why it's so scary to write things like to yeah. be really authentic and, and honest when you're writing. I know we work a really hard on like hiding ourselves. I think we do a worse job at it than we think. Like, I think yeah. people see us way more than we think. And yours and Heidi's like values and, and struggles and all those things are going to shine through even in like small little ways, you know? Oh my God. Oh my God. And the crazy thing, this is sort of full circle. What we were talking about earlier, um, maybe before we were recording, I can't remember now, but it's, it's so interesting. Like, cause I, I, I was like, but I'm an actor. I spent three years like breathing and understanding my thought process and like emoting and like really yeah. seeing myself and all this shit. And like, yeah, okay. I did that. But at the end of the day, I was still hiding like a massive part of myself from myself for, for 30 plus years, which is my sexual identity. And like, as soon as I sort of started asserting that I was able to see myself in a, in a much bigger way. And like, I've said this to a few people, but it was literally like someone just took these like fog glasses off of me. And I was like, oh my God, like, holy shit, this is the world. And like, and then it just started this like whole process of like having to see things in a much clearer way and like how I was receiving people and how, what I was putting out and where I, where I was compromising myself and mm -hmm. why I was compromising myself in order to fit into this like binary of what I thought someone like me is supposed to fit into. And oh gosh, yeah, it's just been a really interesting thing to, to see how sorry, I am coming around to the exact thing we were talking about. I just, who cares? I love <laughs> this. The journey is great. Fuck. No apologies. My okay. God. Okay. Okay. But it, but it is, it is what I thought that I was hiding was like the biggest thing that I was hiding from myself. And then being able to just feel more grounded and present myself in a way that where my, like I'm scared and my voice shakes and that's okay. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm in a room where I don't feel hundred percent confident. So I laugh uncontrollably and I'm really goofy. That's okay. <laughs> like it, all of this other shit that was like underneath that big thing that I wasn't giving myself the space to look at is like, God, I can't like, yeah, of course that shit was shining through. Of course this like weird energy was coming through and like wanting to please people and wanting to, to have, yeah, to hide what I would, yeah, and anger and all this shit that was coming through because I was hiding that.
part of my identity for myself. It's, it's fascinating. Yeah. I mean, like so much energy is spent like hiding so many things that absolutely it makes sense. Exactly. But, and then, but it's exactly what you're saying. It's people, people see it, people pick up on it. They're like, this person's really uncomfortable in their own mm. skin. And you're like, no, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm so comfy. Look at me go. What do you need? What can can you see you? how comfortable I am sitting here right now? <laughs> see how great I feel? And what, like, what do you feel? Okay. I'm simplifying the fuck out of this question and like this process, like it's not a one, one answer, but mm-hmm. What, what do you think was like a major thing that contributed to you deciding to take off those, you know, foggy glasses you said, or sort of like release that energy and maybe allow yourself to like entertain the idea that you might be queer or like to, to look at that a little more honestly for yourself? That's such a great question. And it is a process and it is many things. Mm-hmm. I mean, the big, so it's, you mentioned this earlier. You're like, when I was, you, you said when you were on set um, creating, you were like, oh, this is my mm. shit. Like, this is where I get excited, hungry, all that stuff. Yeah. And so that was a huge moment for me that I was on set on a show that I co-created with all these people that, I gave jobs to, and, you know, luckily enough, they were working for us. Um, But I just, I had this moment where I was like, oh, this is my power place. It's not my power place, like, like dictatorship. It's like power place, like internal fire. Like that's, that's what I, I was like, oh my God. So it was like, all of a sudden looking at all these other places in my life where I wasn't feeling that energy. I, oh, and, I just got chills. Oh, cool. Oh, Perry. <laughs> cool. <gasps> but that, that's what it was. It was like, it was like, why don't I feel like this in every part of my life? And not all the time, but I think that your life should reflect some kind of like inner excitement, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that's not an easy thing. And I'm, this was, this was one of the hardest years of my entire life, but it was really important for me to chase that. So um, like I was in a relationship that I, you know, ended before production started sort of, but it was also just like, as you know, long-term relationships, they kind of like, there's like a weird sort of dwindle out of, mm. of them. So like I was dealing with the kind of fallout of that for, for several months after that. But just knowing that I could feel that good by myself, I'm like, mm. I need to feel good in, in all, the, all of these respects. And then, yeah, I, I met my partner and that, that exploded for me again. And I'm like, oh my, and like, it, again, it was just like, oh shit. Oh, it, it's this. Oh, it's this. <laughs> like, it was just like more blinders were getting taken off all the time. Mm. And had I gone looking for that, I don't know that I would have had the courage to find it, but I, I, I did know that I had to like follow that authenticity that was offered mm-hmm. to me when I stepped onto that set. So Yeah. I just, I think for me, it it was, it's a multitude of things. And then to be very honest, like I went into an even darker time after that, like I I burned out really, really hard in Mm -hmm. post-production. And uh, a a lot of just like pushing myself too hard caught up with me. So it, 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 it forced me to take some weeks, which turned into a couple months of, of just like self-reflection and like calming myself and like really asking myself how I wanted to interact in the world. 
Mm. And yeah, it's taken a really long time to kind of get back to this feeling again. But now I think I'm like, okay, there she is. Like <laughs> there she is. Oh, I love kind of, that. Like combined yes. together. But it 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 is it's a fucking process and the fucking mm. time that it takes to to go through all that shit and the therapy mm. and the journaling and like, oh God, like do not would not go through it again. <laughs> like, glad I'm here, would recommend, but like, don't fucking, don't blame me when you hate the process. <laughs> exactly, which is such yeah. a bullshit thing to say when you're like, I'm really happy with the person I am today, but like the mountain almost killed me, so. <laughs> <laughs> don't hike it. It's not worth yeah. looking at the peak, but it is, so do it. Oh, it's so frustrating when, if someone's like, how'd you do that? And I'm like, time. Sorry. Yeah. It sucks. It's just the truth. It sucks. I know. But, I, it sucks. But yeah, it's just the truth. And you know, I think that like this, especially this past, well, over a year now, um, but it is this time of like, how do I want to show up to the world? How do I want to show up for my people? How do I want to show up for my, myself? How has the pandemic sort of like directed you towards what you want to do more of, what you want to do less of, what you want to start? Like, how is it sort of guiding you this past year and a bit? That's yeah. Another really great question. I, um, I think it's funny. Cause when, when the pandemic started mm-hmm. last March, we had literally just handed over our files for color from oh, avocado amazing. toast. Oh my God. So that's such good time. I, like For on viewers the day. and listeners, you can do that. <laughs> you can do that from home. Like that stuff people can do. And you have a call. It's not ideal that you don't go in and like oh. watch, watch it. The, the, um, like the video back. Yeah. The sessions. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But you don't have to film anything else. Okay. No, okay. No, yeah. It was, nice. it was huge. <laughs> also, I just also want to like, so red lab did our color and like, I love them and I, I really am excited to work with them again for the next season. But, um, Jay, my partner was <laughs> like, Oh my God, you're going to love it. Like they give you smoothies. They order you whatever you want for lunch. Oh. I was like, I can't wait. And then, yeah, we got fucking oh. shut down. And I was like, I wanted my smoothie. Okay, I just wasn't going to smoothie <laughs> every day. And like, I had menus ready for lunch. Oh my God. That is so, no, like craft is one of the main reasons you want to even go on set. Like all those things. No, those perks are so fun because leading up to it, you're eating ramen for two months. Like, so yes, it is valid that you wanted the smoothie. I wanted to sit in a dark room with a big screen and just be like, yeah, I don't like that color. And it's like, sit my smoothie. <laughs> There's something about this I don't like and I can't articulate it, figure it out, anticipate my needs. I'll be here with my smoothie. Yes. Thank you so much. This is delicious. Thank you. So- Order um, me another one. Yes. <laughs> Damn pandemic. Yeah, I was so fucking God. mad. So yeah, but again, it was really, really lucky because my myself and my co- like. Uh, co-editor because I edited it as well I think you know you know that but um so we were wild by the way no wonder you burned out I'm like are you kidding me I know my producers today were like so you're not editing the second season I was like I want to but I really I, I'll just post supervise I think okay I was gonna be like I'm like paired but like maybe you just supervise like yeah no no no. yeah I'm passionate about the post process I will definitely do that but yeah being I, I can't go from from 21 days of shooting, producing all that stuff. I, I, I know my limits now. Anyway, good, good, good. We're playing within it. We know our limits. We're playing within it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. So yes, handed off the files and then started the rest of post, which is, you know, color, sound, marketing, all that shit. So Mm. yes, I was at home 
with blinders on knowing the world was in flames around me but I didn't stop my my mm. hours I think increased to be honest mm. and I was just still going for day and night um until we launched in May and wow. by the time that hit I was yeah it, it, I was beyond done but was like I can just keep going like Aww. I had like those like red spiral eyes like I was just like I can't yeah. but I have to I will and I I was envious when I was seeing all these people posting stuff like I'm like I've just read my 17th book I'm really bored I'm like are you you're bored <laughs> yeah. oh my god I said to my therapist I'm like there has not been one day I've been bored what's wrong with me yeah like, shouldn't I be bored <laughs> like I'm there was a time where like I was not working and I was saying to people like there, I said to my partner there's not enough hours in the day and they were like yeah my love you are doing this to yourself at this moment because yeah. there is there but is. yeah no the boredom has never been a thing I don't it's know. It's never been a thing. And <laughs> yeah. it's, I, so basically I told my team that I was like, I'm going to take a step back again, a boundary that I had to assert that was really, mm -hmm. really challenging for me mm -hmm. to do. Cause I don't, I, at the time, especially didn't listen to myself ever. So yeah. So I took that, went to my cottage for a couple of weeks. And like, this was the first time that I was like, I actually don't have even the energy to like, pretend that I'm mm -hmm. okay. So I just like laid on the couch, the hammock, whatever I could. I binge watched Love Island, the first season, the US one. Oh, Perry, Fucking after my own heart. <laughs> Have I seen every season of UK and US? Absolutely. Have I seen half of Australia because it's shit? Yes. Oh my God. I really want to watch that. We were talking about watching that the other day. Okay. Really, you, really okay. I would so suggest UK. UK is the okay. best out of okay, all okay, okay. of them. Okay. Like 10 times better than us. Australia's okay. Love Australia. Okay. The place. Yeah. The sh love Island. I would so, oh my gosh, you okay. have to message me. I haven't seen it. Okay. I'm so excited. Okay. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. okay. So yeah. So I just, I was like there, I was, and I, I just, I really just shut off. And mm. it, I think that was a huge, and this was the beginning of a journey for me, but it was a huge wake up call that I need to rest when I need to rest. And as a very, ambitious and self-motivated person it is mm -hmm. very challenging for me to rest when I need to rest mm -hmm. but like I was like physically like I hurt myself I like I was doing things that I was like I'm exhausted I'm exhausted and I would just keep going and then I would like fall down and like hurt myself like it, 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 that kind of thing so yeah I think for me the like the pandemic was a huge wake-up call in so many fucking ways like count the ways but it was a massive just self-reflection on where I need to push myself and where I need to take a fucking break mm. and taking a break is not a bad thing. And it's, it's still something that I'm learning, but like, yeah, if you need to take a nap, take a nap. Yes. <laughs> and you know, and I, I just uh, talking about boundaries, which seems to be the theme of this conversation <laughs> now, um, I just like own it, like live mm. in that, live in that world where you're, where you're and it's okay. And things will get done. And actually Heidi, I was talking to her a while back and I, I started, I started saying, I was like, if something stresses me out, I just don't do it anymore. And she was like, really? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I just, I'm like, I don't, I, I like, I bottomed out my, like, whatever that, um, uh, adrenal gland or whatever. Oh, like yes. I, 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 my, I, my heart can't do it anymore. So I'm just yeah. like, if I'm stressed out, I'm like, why is this stressing me out? How do I do this in a way that doesn't stress me out? Mm. And that is literally, and she's like, that's a, that's a motto. I'm going to do that like, to this day. Yes. She'll be like, Perry, like it really, it's like life-changing. I'm like, I fucking know. Because, <laughs> like, it's like, 
if I'm stressed out about something, why am I stressed mm-hmm. out about it? Like, mm-hmm. let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. And how do you do it in a way that doesn't make you want to die? Mm-hmm. Yes. So much time is spent on like trying to change yourself and mold yourself and be like, okay, well, I'm the problem. I'm the problem. Fix me, fix me, fix me. Instead of like, yes. hey, I'm fucking fine as I am. I don't need yeah. to be a plus. Even if I'm a good old B minus, I'm great. <laughs> How the fuck do we change everything else so that this can work? Yeah, no, a hundred percent. I think that you can still achieve the things you want to achieve without mm-hmm. having to, to burn out, without having to create chaos, without having to create stress, anger, all that stuff. I think we can still achieve that stuff. Mm. And I think that just like go, go, go mentality, you can still do it, but in a way that makes sense for you. And mm. I just constantly felt like I wasn't doing enough. And I was, I was working, you know, 20 hours a day sometimes. Yeah. That's crazy. Like that's crazy to feel like you're not doing enough when you're doing Mm -hmm. that. So end of the day, your health and your mental health and your, your heart health, like all that stuff is, is the most important thing. Yeah. So that's how that's changed me, Amanda. Yeah. Yeah. I love that quality, not quantity. Like let's work really great for six hours instead of like pushing myself for 12. I I was thinking about this too, because like, I have always felt like, oh, you're going to, I'm going to fall behind. You're like, I'm not doing as much as other people. Or, you know, you're like, yes, you're pushing yourself so hard. And then you need to take a break. You're like, okay, I fuck, I'm going to get, take a 10 minute break. So you go on Instagram and you see that someone like won some award. You're like, well, Jesus, (laughs) look, you didn't win an award because you took a 10 minute break. Let's get back to work. (laughs) One thing I started doing and I haven't stuck to it super, super well, B minus I'm happy with my B minus again, is like, I have been planning days in my week where like at seven o'clock, I can't do any more work and I don't do anything for the rest of the night. Like I'm like, okay, I'm going to cook and like play a Nintendo switch or like watch a show, but I can't do anything that is like work productive. Yeah. And I found after doing that for a couple of weeks was like, even if I pick three nights in the week, when I'm doing that, I can like my endurance is so much better. I'm not working really, really hard for two weeks. And then for one week, falling apart, crying every day to my partner, crying in therapy. Like, you know what I mean? You can, Mm -hmm. you can keep going for longer. You don't have those burnout times where then you have to completely check out for a month because you pushed yourself for six months completely unfairly, you know? Yes. Yes, exactly that. Mm -hmm. And I like, I learned a lot from watching my partner work because Mm -hmm. they work when, and this is not, I mean, there are people who work nine to five and they have to do that. And that's, Mm -hmm. that's part of it, but you know, just finding the boundaries of like when you work the best. Yes. Yeah. Like, you know, sometimes they don't start work till 2 PM, but then they work solid for five hours and then yeah. they're done at seven and we're eating dinner or whatever. And that, that is naturally how my, my body works too. But I think just finding out like where that productivity, like that peak moment, mm-hmm. and then like going for a walk or like doing something in nature. Like that's just so, we had a lot of guilt coming out here to live for a couple months because, you know, we have a lot of friends in Toronto who are, are in Toronto upset because it's a lockdown and all that stuff. And, and just having to understand like where our mental health also, and we have this opportunity to come here. So it's like having to make that shift in ourselves where it's okay to take breaks it's okay to mm-hmm. go for a walk it's okay to do things that are actually really good for you yeah like at the, end of the day you are the ones one that is going to suffer yeah and your work will suffer. yeah and you're a human first like you get to yeah. be a person 
first before yeah. like any other title before friend before actor before any career any relationship like you are a human being first and if yes. you're not if you're not taking care of that then you're you're eventually going to feel like crap in anything so you got to you got to take care of it it's just so fucking hard again it's like these 101 things are so hard i know to get a, a, like a, a, a grapple on is grapple. <laughs> is that the word? A grasp? I think but it's I a grasp, but I feel like is grapple a you word? know what? I'm, I, I said a word earlier that I was like, we're just going to cut that. We're uh, just going to edit out every so often. There's just going to be one word that I just edit out of our, of our uh, sentence. Be like, what was that? Listener, it was nothing. That was you. It was nothing. You missed it something. Nothing. It was nothing. <laughs> Hey, have you heard? The Liquid Courage podcast is now on Patreon. Patreon is a subscription-based platform that allows you to support your favorite artists while receiving fun, exclusive perks for doing so. Head over to liquidcourage.com to find out more, or go directly to the podcast Patreon page at patreon.com slash liquidcouragepodcast. See you there. Okay, in in episodes, I know I've been talking about avocado toast a lot, but it just like branches Talk out into it. so many things, right? It's great. I'm excited. Um, I'm excited. Great. I do have like a little sneaky question for you. I'm wondering, Ooh. okay. So in episode six, I'm not okay. a huge nerd. I did write that down. Cause I feel okay. like that's like scary if I'm like, I was literally six, like, that, what happens in episode well, six? Well, and also a hundred percent. Also like you do not. Yeah. In episode six, there's it's the cottage a, one, right? It's, it is the cottage one. Okay, like, great. Good memory. Wow. There's this like beautiful, sweet scene between your character, Elle, and Heidi's character, Molly, where you're talking about the British woman that Molly's character loves, who she just refers yes. to as like the one. The one. And you two are talking about like, that's her person. And like, oh, are you be, are you a romantic? No, I'm not a romantic. And I just, the thought just popped in my head. Perry, are you a romantic? Like, would you say you're a romantic? I was just like, I'm kind of curious. Like, is Perry a romantic? Oh my God, cute. Isn't cute? I really want to know. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. It is a sneaky question because I am. <laughs> okay. I am. And but she brushes her hair like Ariel yeah. with her fingers. <laughs> here's the thing, though, is it's a secret. So <laughs> no one can know. <laughs> Wait, no one can know that you're romantic? Yeah, I'm like, I'm uh, hot again. Um, uh, yeah, so it's actually like, I have this joke with Jay and I'm, I'm like, they're like, oh, you're just a sweetheart. And I'm like, yeah, but don't tell. Because <laughs> but here's 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 the real tea when um and this is a this is a bigger thing that I'm sort of unpacking I, so I dated men for most of my life and I I never felt romantic with them like I would do romantic things because I was like this is this is what you're supposed to do but it it was genuinely performative <laughs> and Interesting. so and I've learned a lot about like you know, romantic attraction and, and things like that from a lot of podcasts I've listened to while quarantining in a pandemic while I've tried to grapple with my queerness um, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> grapple there's that word grapple um, you yeah. wonderful like how considerate are you like the most caring you're like okay 
clock that word. She's an idiot. That's not a word, but use it later to make her feel good. Thank you for using grapple. Everyone use grapple today. I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy uh, to do so. But no, so I, uh, I, I, I am, I am a romantic, and I, I like, I like people doing romantic things for each other. Uh, <laughs> this is flustering me. <laughs> Okay. Cause I thought, and then I was like, all right, well, if I'm going to ask Perry, like I should ask myself too, like, am I right. like, in that moment? Right. I was like, well, am I romantic? And I thought I was like, no. And then I thought, oh no, who am I kidding? I'm a fucking romantic. Yeah. But there's this embarrassment or yeah. like, no, I, bashfulness I fucking it. hate it. Yeah. yeah. No, I fucking hate it. Like Why? there's everything Why about it that it? makes me, I, well, I, I don't know for me. It's like, and here's the thing is like, yeah, my 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 current relationship I'm as sappy and like romantic as fuck but every time Jay's like you're sap I'm like don't see that man like I fucking hate it shut up but like (laughs) but I am and I I think that that's yeah there's something I oh that's such a I love that you have follow-up question about like why there's an embarrassment around it (laughs) because I because I started thinking about it I'm like okay I was genuine. I don't know why, but in the moment I was just like, I really want to know if Perry is a romantic. If, did if you, you think I was yourself, a romantic? Like, did you, what was your, th- were you like, yeah, she is for sure. Or did you think I was like a hardcore bitch that was like, yeah, just give me black hearts. <laughs> okay. So all just- I knew about you was your L character. And then like interview, like then research. Right. Ooh, and ooh. our one phone conversation where you were the most lovely ever and our emails. Aww. So I'm going off of very limited information. My right. thought was I should have, you know what? And I should have said this before. Cause now it seems like whatever it's, uh, it seems too coincidental, but I thought, I think she's a romantic, but not for many people. Like, I don't think you're like romantic <laughs> for everybody, but I think <laughs> deep down, if someone gets to it, I was like, I think she is a romantic. <laughs> and part of it, part of it was also like, you and Heidi wrote this show and you're discussing, are you, are you a romantic? She's your person. And then being like, no, I'm not a romantic. And I'm like, Ooh, why don't we want to be a romantic? Like I'm so intrigued because I feel the same. I feel like I'm like, I'm such a romantic, but I don't want Mm. someone, I don't want my partner to like rose petals and candles. I'm like, what the fuck are you trying to trick me into? This is what, yeah. the, this is what <laughs> movies tell you to do. And I feel like it's trickery and I don't like this, Yeah, <laughs> but like true. I don't even know what the fuck is a romantic, but like, I know, I know. I, yeah. I, so my, my answer might be different than other people's because of just because of my Oh God, I was about to say journey and put quotes around it, but I like, <laughs> let's not say that. Get like I actually have there. I have a joke in season two where, where I was like, don't say journey. And then Rosie is like tributary river, like what, like any other <laughs> yeah. thing. What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Throw in so, a synonym. I hate journey. My, my tributary yes. um, <laughs> is, is, is a bit different just because I think like my experience with, um, okay. So I always really, lo- I loved being like friends with dudes. Like I was mm. like, yeah, like we're just like bros and like, this is great. But like, I don't, I'm as much as I would love to just be like a real like tough guy. Like I don't fit the, the like visual part of that. So guys would get really confused and then we'd end up dating. <laughs> <laughs> like they would take that, like, Hey, I want to be friends as like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I want to fuck you. Cause I'm showing you any bit of attention. Yeah. 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 yeah isn't exactly. that just the definition it's, of it's most a, dudes? It drives it's a me. whole thing. Oh it's man. Thing. Yeah. So yeah. 
for me, like that, that was big. And so I think I was like, I was like, don't come over here with your weird romance. And like, you're like, even if we were in like a long-term relationship, I'm like, don't do that. Don't we're just buds though. Like, there was. <laughs> so why do you think that is like, it, okay. So I totally understand if there was like a friend acting yeah, 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 romantic, yeah, yeah. like, yeah, uh, no, but if you're yeah. in a relationship with them, what do you yeah. think it was that was like, okay, don't be romantic. If you were like, no, I don't like romance in general, but if that yeah. is like a cute little part of you. Yeah. Well, cause I, I, think, yeah. I think, I think it's the, yeah, it's the wrong person, possibly mm-hmm. the wrong gender. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 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 like they had no chance. I hate yeah. I hated all the romance. In yeah. The- <laughs> <laughs> and like I think when people see me and they give me gifts that see me like I, I love horses and the horses make me cry like that's just like you give me a thing that has a horse on it I will cry like I can't, I'm sorry I'm sorry not sorry so like I definitely have that but I'm like if that is the authentic way that you see me if you really mm-hmm. see me that to me is romantic and oh I- <laughs> yes Perry that no candles no fucking rose but if you make me feel a tiny bit seen in a moment. I'm like, yeah. Oh my God. Are we fucking soulmates? Yes. Yeah. That yeah. is. Romantic. I just got chills. Yes. 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 Exactly. Ugh, that, yes. I'm full body, full body. Chills. Yeah. Um, but yes, that is exactly it. And I think, mm. I think obviously because I had some stuff to work through with my own sexuality, obviously no one could actually see me that I was with. Cause I wasn't with someone who is actually like you know, non-binary or, or female. So I think for me, like that is a huge part of it because I'm like, oh, now I am seen mm-hmm. because I'm with someone. So yeah, I'm a huge fucking romantic, but I, I, um, <laughs> I don't fucking I, tell anybody. Don't, yeah. God. <laughs> don't fucking call me romantic. Yeah, right. I'm like, but we're, but we're just bros. <laughs> we're just bros. But we're like, bros. We're just, we're bros. <laughs> also, I think that's so beautiful. That's like, well, yeah, because if being seen Sorry, now I just got another wave of like, that was so fucking beautiful. Oh, be- because like, be- if being seen is your like romantic language, which fucking write me too, then <laughs> if in that moment, because I'm even thinking, you know, in those moments, like no one's going to see you, like you weren't allowing yourself to even like see yourself yet. So it's like, you know, yeah. no one can see you, even if they really, really try. Look, when I said no one can see me, and then my camera went foggy, it was I like, know. oh, let's do like a little <laughs> good job, webcam. All fucking points. Um, so wonderful. Damn it. See, learning about ourselves and fucking working on ourselves does help. Like, no, it's a, it's a, it's a whole, it's a whole thing. And honestly, like when I met Jay, I was like, yeah, but that's just someone that I want to be like real tight friends with. So. <laughs> obviously we'll just hang out and chill yeah. and we'll be I like I like asked them for beer I was like I'm like oh like we'll just go get beer together like be like such cool friends <laughs> <laughs> we'll just be friends like we're still friends we live together I'm yeah. in love with them we're friends we're friends right I love them yeah we're, bros, we're, bros. Yeah. It's we're cool, romantically it's cool. <laughs> friends that's so funny yeah when I was I've been with my partner for like a very long time and when yeah. we were younger I wrote them for their birthday I enlisted the help of my friend and wrote them a song and my friend was like, this is a love song. Like you like them, right? We were not dating yet. We did not even say we liked each other. And I was like, no, no, no. It's just a friendship song. This song was not a fucking friendship song. I don't know if I ever talked about this. I'm so embarrassed. I listened, like they still have it. I've listened, I listened to it like a couple years ago. It is a fucking love song. And I cannot believe that I like delivered this to them on their birthday as if like, we're just really good. We're bros though. Right. Like we're really good friends. And they were like, you're yeah. such a great friend. And this song is like <laughs> the opening line is I can't believe I remember this. I have such a bad memory is my heart skips a beat every time we meet. And I was like, it's a friendship song. 
I was gaslighting oh my, my friend who, who helped oh me with the, the, they, I didn't know how to play guitar and they were helping me with the chords and I'm sure they're like okay yeah sure D minor you fuck it you gaslighting the fuck out of me but like this is a fucking love song oh so funny I love that I love that yeah no it, I think so I don't know the performative romance but like that shit is real you can't hide from that I know I hate you it can't you can't hide, hide from it <laughs> I know I think I don't want to play there there is actually like uh, a part of this that is me trying to like reject stereotypes and gender norms a bit of like, yep. no, I don't want to need monogamy or care about stability or like <laughs> give a shit. I don't care about romance. No, fuck yeah. flowers. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. you know what? <laughs> because I, because that's a thing that like girls do and you're clingy, all those things. I was like, no, no, I don't need, I don't need anything. I'm like, no, yeah. fuck, I do. Like I yeah. fucking need shit. That's not. Yeah. That's a huge part of it. And on that, like I, this is so multifaceted. Mm -hmm. And as my therapist would say, it's complex, it's complex. but it's, it's, um, <laughs> it is that. And I mm -hmm. also think for me, it's, it's that same thing of like, not wanting to be teased so like my friends being like oh you're so in love oh yes. are you in love do you love each other like don't be jealous of me like just it's okay like that I'm like just love. support me bitch <laughs> <laughs> yes and you know what now I wish I could go back to moments where it's like Oh, like you want him to bring you flowers and maybe like, yeah, I do. Yeah. Period. I fucking love flowers. I feel like you try and shame me. And now look yeah. at the response where I feel 0% shame. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, cause I always, if you throw me like the shame volleyball, I will catch it. I will hold it. I'll put it in my shirt. I'll wear it for the day. But now it's like, no, no, no. Spiking it right back. Look at my like sports references. I don't even play sports. <laughs> <laughs> like all right lives under your shirt you're like yeah I'll take this like okay this yeah this I'm acting no like sense. it's a pregnant stomach oh whatever <laughs> so oh. I do have like a fun little game that I wanted to play with you I love a game okay yes. love a game okay so um for a bunch of the avocado toast uh promo yeah. you and some of the other cast members in like various videos were doing um like sexy slang and like trying oh, to fuck. figure out what it meant <laughs> yeah so I learned like, way too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so it's not exactly the same and I did try and go through the videos to make sure that there aren't any repeats oh my god but then I, I'm but so excited I, I'm I love hoping a game. that there's not so I might have okay. I might have okay if there is I'll, I'll call you out okay yeah. call me out okay, okay good good yeah okay, okay so I have like a, a handful of terms here oh okay. I always punch my mic it's only happened twice <laughs> you know what that's a low you know what I'll, I'll knock mine how's that is <laughs> yeah, that good for you okay. yeah. drink every time you want to vomit from us loving each yeah. other and every time we hit our mic and you'll be drunk unfortunately by the end of this episode okay so Gosh, I have terms welcome. here okay. and so yeah, yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> some of them are sexual and some of them are non-sexual. Okay. And so I want you to tell me, is it a sexual term or not? And what okay. does it mean? What do you think it means? Great. Okay. Okay. Oh okay. my God. Okay. Great. So my first one, viewers wait, 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 wait. Yes. Wait. Tell me. If I know, if I know what it is. Oh, I feel like I, we should I, just call it out. Okay. Great. 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 So I'm yeah, not going to yeah, play yeah. a game where I'm like, okay, great. I prefer yeah. that. Great. <gasps> Perry, I love that you love like rules and like, you're like in this game, like I want it to be fair. <laughs> 
I'm just falling You know what's funny is I fucking hate rules. Everyone that's <laughs> listening to this that knows me, they're like, what are you fucking talking? Perry what hates do you rules. Care? Give her a rule yeah. and she'll, yeah. No, but I just, I'm like, no, nah, because I like made a decision that that's how I was going to play it. So I was like, hopefully you're okay with this. Yeah, because then that like sucks out of the fun for you because then you have to pretend. So like if you know yeah. a term, just be like, yeah, yeah, I know this, bye. Okay, great. Okay, great, love great, great. it. Every time cool. Perry gets it wrong, drink. Everybody <laughs> listening or watching. Okay. So my first term is shrimping. Is that sexual or non-sexual? Some of these words literally have nothing to do with sex. Okay. Shrimping. Is that sexual or non-sexual? <laughs> Good fuck. Um... <laughs> So it was funny when you first said it, there was a glitch in the middle of the word. So I was going to repeat it, but no, it is shrimping. That's great. Um, This is a perfect time to have glitches. Yeah, it's great. Oh, fuck. I'm going to go with, I really hope it's not sexual. I'm going to go with not sexual. Okay. And what do you think it means? Um, Okay. I'm going to play this one real safe because it's the first term and like, we're going to get really dirty soon. I think I'm going to, I'm going to just be like, it's like, shrimp like shrimp catching like like fishing for shrimp love it like a very logical <laughs> yeah. term I love that so much yeah yeah shrimping is sexual which fuck, I already want to vomit damn it um no shrimping is when you suck on your partner's toes oh <laughs> so like first of all I think that's gross and that's just me personally there is no shame just feet gross me out okay but why the fuck is it called shrimping that makes it grosser I love shrimp. It absolutely makes it grosser, Amanda. <laughs> I'm picturing my toes as little shrimp. That's exactly the problem. <laughs> and I like eating shrimp. Do you like it? Like, I'm like, I that- fucking love uh, <laughs> shellfish. <laughs> but I fucking hate shrimping. I love a crustacean. Uh, oh, I, 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 <laughs> I don't want to suck on my partner's toes thinking it's no. shrimping, though. That's no. Real- I don't like that at all. Yeah. I don't want a partner sucking on my, t- like it's they're ticklish. Also like, are they dirty? Probably like, I like, listen, I don't, what they're, oh, I, I listen, listen, there's a podcast that I like, I can't remember how they phrase it, but it's like, I don't want to like, it's not this, it's a rhyme, but it's like, I don't want to diss your kink. Like you have your, like, oh, that's, yes, that's love. Your absolutely. No, kink absolutely. Shaming. No, no, no. no kink shaming, but no. I just, I'm like, for me, there's so much about that that I hate. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. I don't judge other people for doing it. No. I do not want my, my no, I don't like it. Oh no, no. no. If no. it is consensual, I'm yeah. good with anyone doing any kink. Yeah. Do whatever the 100%. hell you want. As long as you're not hurting people and it's consensual and you're adults. Yeah. I bring it back to boundaries. Boundaries. And, uh, because again, hashtag theme of this episode is boundaries. Yeah. yeah. But I, I bring it back to that because like, there's just things that I just won't do me neither and no that that's my that's my hard no with the shrimp hard no hard no I would rather uh shrimp my partner than my partner shrimp me (laughs) (laughs) that's something okay great yeah great um next term is um a bum fiddler (laughs) (laughs) Amanda um (laughs) it's such a cute little word I love it Uh, it is it's adorable bum fiddler (laughs) (laughs) I like I want it to be not sexual because I want to think of the ways that it it isn't sexual and like how hilarious (laughs) that would be and cute just a small little human just giving a fiddle just fiddling a little bum yeah (laughs) but it must be it must be some it must be the third person that Mm. comes into a threesome Mm. and 
gives a little fiddle there. I love the fingers with the fiddle. (laughs) I love it. It's actually not sexual at all. Damn it. Bum fiddler is to pollute or spoil something in particular by scribbling or drawing on a document to make it invalid. What? Yeah. And like years and years ago, there were people who were specifically in like, uh, like law firms and stuff called bum fiddlers. And like, they would scribble out the documents. Fascinating. Right? Is that like when you see like legal documents that have had stuff blacked out? Like redacted? Well, it's called. Yeah. So, So I wonder whether this is like, an old like maybe redacted came from bum fiddler (laughs) i know the words (laughs) are not related at all but very similar yes like before they had like we could just basically highlight it with a black marker it was bum fiddler Mm -hmm. which i just think is the cutest word in the world and i can't wait to be like hey (laughs) hey uh perry uh we're writing this thing together i sent over document but you know could you just bum fiddle number three like part three because like i don't love part three like i just love it i love that i I also the imagery i get with it is just like a very small leprechaunian type human oh yeah is like like just going around like Like jolly shit up like yeah yeah, they're like they just like like (laughs) cross things out with a big old marker like very devious about it like not pragmatic they're just they're like oh did somebody call the bum fiddler and they're just like and they have like a whole fanny pack of like all the different pens (laughs) to bum fiddle (laughs) i love them okay fabulous okay my next word is penophobia oh goodness okay I know where we want this to go. Right. I can feel it in the air. Mm. Um, (laughs) I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it on the other side of it. Yes. Say, because I don't believe that there is a form of penis that is pina. Mm. So I'm going to go into a non-sexual term Mm. and I'm going to say penophobia is, oh, I had a landlord with the last name Pena. So you're like, it must have to do with landlords. Yeah. <laughs> or rentals. <laughs> or whatever Pena means. Penophobia. I'm gonna say you're afraid of a you're afraid of a pencil. Oh, I love that. And their last name was Pencil, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it. You're mm-hmm. so close, Perry. And Damn I it. love the psychoanalysis. No, like I actually I it, like if we were giving points, I would give you a point here. Great, um, great, great. It's fear of poverty, which kind of sucks that your landlord's last name is means, I guess, poverty. I guess so. I mean, maybe it's spelt different, different language. Like it's, you know, I, yeah, yeah. I'm sure like maybe yeah. it means something else. Yeah, okay. fear of okay. poverty, which I was like, mm. okay. All right, dream hole. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's a dream hole? Our conversation right now. It is, it is. into a little dream. It is, it is. Welcome to this dream hole. Welcome to this beautiful, Yours? glorious dream hole. <laughs> Well, listen, listen. I think <laughs> I love when you my... listen, uh, it's my favorite thing right now. I'm loving it so much. This oyster bay is making me just like, listen, 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 dream hole. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to take that sexual. Yeah. And I'm going to say it is a, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a similar to a glory hole. Hmm. 
but for the ladies oh <laughs> hey. or or vagina having folks yeah uh yeah i'm gonna like I'm gonna they say. put their vagina up against the hole and it's, <laughs> yeah. and it's the dream it's the dream for the, the hole. You have, as soon as you put your vagina on the hole you have to go i'm living the dream living the dream <laughs> or just like a classic like lunchtime karen woohoo like hey. i don't know just... <laughs> i'd rather like a bench with a dream hole than a wall because i just think it's very yeah. like how oh. oh okay yeah no that's and someone nice. just crawls that's under nice. the bench and it's nice in there like there's that's air nice. fresheners there's like a yeah, blanket yeah, yeah. that's yeah. nice there's like a little box they climb into yeah 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 that's yeah. nice for them like that's air great. holes it's nice oh my god bench dream hole yeah, little bench dream hole it's not, not sexual that. i okay, thought damn. it was sexual also because yeah. of the glory hole i yeah. mean it starts off sounding sexual it's a small slit or opening made in the wall of a building to let in sunlight or fresh air they would use it in like tall towers oh lovely They're called little dream holes that's lovely cute i feel like you could call anything a dream hole though like it's kind of unfair my vagina is a dream hole. My mouth is a dream <laughs> hole. My, I don't know. This bottle's a dream hole. If it's a hole, it can be a dream. If you dream it, you can live it. It's but a dream hole. It's but a dream hole. We need to get you in a period piece. Know thyself. Tis is a dream. I know that's your dream. From your, your dream mouth hole. to the universe's ears, because that is my, that's where I want to be. It's Tis. happening. It's is. happening. Maybe in the great season three, the great is so good. I saw, I, I also read that you were watching that. Maybe that was like oh three God. years ago. I can't remember. It was a now. while back. Yeah. But I, I was watching that at one point. So yes. It's fabulous. Oh, yeah. So no. good. Literally. I was saying this to Jay the other day. I was like, mm. this is part of the reason I went into acting was to like Road to Avonlea was mm. my gateway drug to acting. Like that is <laughs> when I was a what, but a six-year-old child, I was like, I but shall be an actor. <laughs> now I'm just talking in English. You should, have to write it in. You should have to like, yeah, you should have to like sneak it into avocado toast. You know, <laughs> yeah. like I had a dream yeah. hole and I fell into a Victorian era. Okay, I have two more for you. Okay, great. Um, one is, I feel like you might know this one. Okay, is edging. Okay, I do. I do. You do. Okay, okay. I do. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. For the for the people. Yeah, uh, bringing someone to the point of climax, mm -hmm. and then saying, "Not just now. Not today. Not today. <laughs> We're gonna wait a minute, and wait we minute. might bring you back, and we might not, and then we might, and then, uh, and then you'll be like." We're gonna punch you in the face. Just like <laughs> um, uh, that, that is, that yeah, is, yeah, that is right, right? It is right, absolutely, okay, yeah. Okay, you're, and you're like delaying it with with the intention of it being like so much better. Also, I'm now getting the image. Anyone watching, I'm getting the image of like this is us in the bedroom, like just, and then we do, and then we're coming, and then we're going back, we're like flailing our hands, hey, are we going to come back? Um, <laughs> I'm like, God, we are so cute. Um, okay, I have my last term for you. We're going to see if, it's, if you think it's sexual or not. It's invagination. <laughs> Very similar to our dream hole conversations, what makes me think of. Oh, gosh. I mean, I know vaginal rejuvenation. Ooh. I've heard of that. Mm -hmm, me too. Lots of Real um, Housewives have talked about that. <laughs> That's how I learned about that. Real Housewives of New York, I think, taught me about that. Really? I oh, think man. so. I, I think I got that. most of my sex education from Real Housewives, honestly. <laughs> I watched that for an audition one time and I was just like, well, better get back on it. So I like signed up for whatever platform they're on. Hey, and I was you? like, oh, like, yeah, hey, like, you. All they like, do is like Real Housewives. Yeah. And I just like picked a season. I was like, yeah. New York sex. Sounds good. I'll pick that and I'll pick a season five. Let's go. Just jump and in. Just, it was yeah. like, 
I vaginationed into that. I just went straight in. Are you fishing for context? I'm not going to tell you whether that worked in a sentence. Barely. <laughs> it like, almost works though, right? I imaginated an what? idea where I went out and ate a vagination. I'm like, I'm not telling you if it's a noun or an adjective or a verb. You're like, that's very similar to... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, vagination. Vagina- va- va- vagination. Oh God, again, I really, I really just want it to be sexual. And Mm -hmm. I just feel like it might not be. Mm. (laughs) Okay. Maybe it's a, it's a, it's a welcoming to lesbianism. Oh, I love that. (laughs) I hope that is a thing. Welcome to your vagination. It's like a newsletter. Like here's a vagina. It's a vagina. It is not yours. And this is how you use it. It's an introduction to the vagina. Oh, I love that. See, I like your definitions better. So it's not, you know. Thank you. You're welcome. It's it's not <laughs> sexual. I did actually really try to find like sexual terms that sounded sexual. Like shrimping and edging don't sound sexual. And then all no. obviously the ones that aren't do sound sexual. And I was like, damn yeah. it, she's smarter than this. She's going to know what you did. <laughs> um, but invagination, which I choose to believe is my vagina's imagination because I just think that's the most beautiful <laughs> sounding thing in the world. Which I just go into Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and your vagination. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. And then you just drift into the dream hole and you're just like, hello. <laughs> um, it is the, okay, so, but it's kind of cheating. It's the process okay. of putting something inside something else. In particular, a sword. A in particular, oh. something in a vagina. No, a sword into a, oh, I realize I don't know how to say this word. Olfactory? Scabbard? Scabbard? Sca- yeah, I think scabbard is correct. I thought it was like a sheath or a sheath. Or a- Yeah, scabbard. I think that's scabbard? the thing. I- oh, you know what, Perry? You would know this. You love Victorian I? times. <laughs> I don't know. Is that Victorian? <laughs> they had swords then. <laughs> I love that you're just like, you love Victorian things. You that's know right, everything. A scabbard? I think a scabbard. Yeah, yeah, Like, okay. a, like that's a sheath. Like, like a scabbard? It, like, I just don't know how to say the scabbard. word. No, I think it's scabbard. a scabbard. A scabbard. Yeah. yeah. So I guess invagination, which I'm like, screw you, because women weren't probably able to use weren't given swords so why are these dudes taking vagina and making it the thing on their pants so it's put- a hole that you put a sword into like a scabbard well That's it's the it's the it's the process of putting something inside something else and mm-hmm. in particular though it's mm-hmm. the process of putting a sword into a scabbard so like if i had my scabbard and my sword out and you were like invaginate your sword and then I was like (laughs) fine and I put it back in my scabbard wow I kind of hate it but you know if you need if you need to write a period piece you could write invaginate and then like people might be like whoa it also just makes me realize like I don't I don't know I think that we you know sell ourselves out to the patriarchy often in in culture and I just I'm like you know what no they're obsessed with us oh they're so (laughs) because we're magical because we bake humans we take yeah. their excrement whatever it we, is we take their tiny little things that fall yeah and we build a whole person <laughs> so they're yeah. intimidated 
by our magic. Yeah. <laughs> Primal imaginated mantis magic. <laughs> it's like all that. of that. It's, it's all, all of that. that. It's, it's all of that. that. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, Perry, oh my God, I never want this to end, but I, I love know. boundaries and I love respecting people's <laughs> time. So um, to end off, I have like a, like a rapid fire question. Oh, great. Oh that God. I love to do. Okay. Oh my God. Okay, great. Also though, like you take all the time that you want oh. or need. So rapid fire. I will answer. Hopefully I don't say something too embarrassing. I'm Love it. okay. I'm excited. If you do say something too embarrassing, I'll be like, oh, she cut out the internet <laughs> and we'll just cut it right out. Okay. okay. Who okay. is someone that you've, that you really want to collaborate with that you haven't been able to yet? Ooh. Okay. Knox, but <gasps> No, I think we're coming together. I think something will happen at some point. Like we were, we, we acted together and then she was directing a film that I had a very small part in, but I think I, I just, yeah, something sometime soon. It's hopefully. gotta happen. You gotta do happen. have so many like connections everywhere, like with slow pitch and like all these connections and like, no, it has to happen. Um, I loved your avocado toast podcast episode where you two were chatting. I was like, oh my God, look at that. So cute. Yeah. I know. I love, love you both. Okay. I love uh, that. Love that answer. Okay. What is something that you've watched on YouTube or like the internet in general that you mm -hmm. really hope nobody finds your search history of? <laughs> oh, oh, oh my God. What would that be? I think anything pertaining to like, like, I think anything to do with like coming out. <laughs> Oh yeah. Like, here's the, yes. like, I think like when I, when I, I was like very lonely mm. for a few months last year and just like, not like, I was like, I would have just gone to buddies and like gone to like, mm. you know, a, a girl party or whatever. So like I, and then someone was like, why don't you just like listen to podcasts? And then like, while I was listening to podcasts, some people were like, I'm internet famous on YouTube. And then I was like listening. And so I was like, yeah. So like, I think anything to do with that, I'm like, I'm embarrassed that, oh. or like anything, anything to do with like premiere pro editing tutorials. <laughs> <laughs> Learning how to edit. No, I love that you're like I, online. I'm trying, I'm trying to learn via the internet how to edit and also how to be queer. <laughs> no, but that makes sense, especially now. I mean, but even if it was before COVID, it makes sense. You're searching for a community in a really safe way. That yes. totally makes sense to me. Yes. I also understand that maybe you don't want everyone seeing all of the, all of the searches. <laughs> like that's totally fair also. Yeah. What is something, okay, so you get hired on um, a show and they're like, listen, you can have a rider. You can have whatever you want in your green room. What's like the one thing that has to be on your rider in your green room? In, in a fantasy world or in real life? Fantasy world. Like just go, oh. go for the dream hole imagination. Oh. <laughs> dream, dream big vagina, dream big. <laughs> that has to be, um, I think, okay, uh, in my rider, I need to be able to have either a horse or a dog within touching distance whenever oh. I'm not on set. But like, but like a lab, like not like a, not like a little dog, like a not big a little old one. dog. Like no, a like lab. either a lab or a horse, both. You know what? We're going dream world. Both, hundred percent. And the dog has to be as big as the horse. <laughs> love it. No little dog and no little horse, no pony. We want a horse. Okay. I love that answer. I guess this is a little romantic, but would you rather okay. somebody buy you sweets or buy you flowers doesn't flowers. have to be romantic oh flowers what's your favorite flower flowers. do you have one um so much to jay's detriment i love wildflowers i love i like i find like i'm like give me a whimsical like mm, bouquet like yeah. I throw your roses in the trash i hate them i'm like i'm like give me something that like looks like it happened to grow in a weird corner of a field and then i'm a really happy camper oh and they're yeah, like we live in toronto Originally, yeah. like originally. great, great. <laughs>
I love a ranuncula, which is like a really weird, it's it, it like, it's like swirl, 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 swirl. Like there's just so many layers to it. Oh, I love like a Dr. Seuss kind of, that's whimsical. Yeah. Okay. I love that. Okay. Yeah. Um, and my last rapid fire question for you today is what's something you're feeling grateful for today? This conversation. Oh my God, Perry, stop. Everybody drink. It's <laughs> <laughs> Perry. Because listen, 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 I, <laughs> I, uh, I know I, I, I've been having like really bad PMS this month Ugh. and I'm, it's not every month that it's bad, but this month particularly has just like spiraled me down and it's fine. Like I'm like, I'm aware that that's what it is, but just, mm. I was like, just chatting with you today. I was like, I was really looking forward to this basically since you asked me to do it, oh. did not disappoint. And I just feel, I feel like we're just like hanging out, having a drink and uh, yeah, it's, it, I just, I needed a bit of a like social boost. And I think you've really delivered on that today. So Harry, my camera's <laughs> going fuzzy. Cause I can't handle feeling so seen and appreciated. <laughs> oh my God. That's so low. I have so mm. looked forward to the conversation. I love you're like, Aww. did not disappoint. I'm right back at you. <laughs> Could not disappoint. Even if you wanted to, oh, goodness. it's just lovely to finally connect with you. I've wanted to for so long. Oh my God. I'm so grateful yeah, that you said yes when I finally asked, you know, it's so oh my nice. Gosh. So. No, I, I was, I was hoping you would. So yeah, when, when you sent me that message, I was like, I was like, oh my God, I think she might be asking me. On a date. <laughs> uh, well, like when I Instagrammed you and I was like, could you send me your email address? I, know. I was like, it's either that or it's like an invite to a show, which I'm like, fine, I'll, I'll come to a sure. show. Sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Is it a comedy show? I'll probably laugh. Um, <laughs> I'll probably enjoy myself and have a grand old time. Fuck. Sure. Honestly, when you replied being like, yes, like that you already knew of the podcast, like that made my yeah, fucking girl. day. So made my day more than one day. Perry. Absolutely. Absolutely. Any, I will make your day any day. No, you day. too. <laughs> little dream hole sister. <laughs> 